KyleX. Hi, you're listening to KyleX. Why? The only podcast about KyleX. Why the show about the boy with Kyle that he's Kyle. He's played by Matt Dallas. It's on ABC Family. It's called KyleX. Why it got three seasons on ABC Family. I'm Sam Canning, a.k.a. Funny Podcaster 93. And I'm Jordan Canning, a.k.a. Glazed Cornish Game Hen. Oh, boy. <laughs> Jordan, we're back. We took we took a week off. Took a little break. I actually don't know why we took a week off. You were busy or something. Yeah. I didn't ask. I, I, I didn't. I wasn't really. I interested. had to just state. Oh, okay. Oh, so you're so you're ready to go. Yeah, I'm good. Oh, shit. Well, between that and uh, a certain something else, the expectations are pretty fucking high for this episode because, Jordan, we're recording this on a very special day. What day is it? It, well, if, oh. you look, if you look at the calendar, I think you'll find Ooh. that today's a very funny day, so we need to do a very funny episode. Nice. Uh, I actually just updated Windows uh, just before we recorded, and there's it's added a new thing to my taskbar Yeah, where uh, it shows the weather, and it Ooh. says 63 Fahrenheit, partly sunny, but if you ask me, that says 69 Fahrenheit, partly funny, and this episode's oh, going to be pretty funny because yeah. we're recording this on the funny day, June 9th. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, it's not going in the episode, but we spent about probably like two minutes saying, oh, oh yeah, yeah, before we uh, recorded this. Uh, just just for a little bit of context for our lives and what's wrong with us. What episode of Kylex? Why is this? Well, this is season two, episode 16, Great Expectations, written by Brian M. Holdman, directed by John Kretschmer, uh, a, one, a episode... one-off director, didn't direct any other episodes of the show. How about that? I think this episode has the wrong literary reference for the title. Yeah, I mean... It's... The episode should have been called Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> well, the title, you you had some great expectations for the title, but your expectations were greatly subverted. I had no expectations for this episode. But for the title. Yeah, I mean, I've never read Great Expectations. I don't know anything about it. It sounds like something it's, that all it's the about, cool... So, it's about a guy who thinks that he's gonna win. But his expectations... Are great. Are great. They're really good. <laughs> They're cool. And then he does win, and that's the end It's of the by book. Walt Whitman. It's about a guy who has a really good feeling about it. Uh-huh. What happens next? You decide. It's a, it's actually a choose your own adventure book. Now here's my here's my little spin on it. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. So you talk about your version. I've actually just written my own book. I don't um, know what you mean by my version. I'm literally just well, telling you. I'm yeah, reading right well, off. Let me tell you. Com. Let me tell you my version. My book that I've I've just written. Yeah, it's yeah, about sure. a guy uh, who wants uh, to have some cheese, but not just any cheese. We're talking real small cheese, cheese that has been taken into very small little particulates, and okay. that and and he's he's uh, he wants that cheese, but he doesn't have the tool to achieve it, so he oh, he no. buys one, but it's in the mail, and that's why he has great expectations. Uh... That was really funny. We begin the episode with the Traeger family. It's spring. Uh, you can tell it's spring because... You know what? This this episode sets some very great expectations for me right off the bat by including little to nothing from last episode yeah. <laughs> in the previously on. I think we saw one clip from the last episode. It was Kyle, like, comforting Jesse on the floor. Oh, the, and also Kyle, Kyle X Fly was in there. Oh, yeah. I forgot that happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean... 
It seems irrelevant at this point. Uh, Kyle says, I, the Traeger family are spring cleaning, but I am, I don't understand because I like all of my- I just got here. (laughs) I am baby just born. It's season one, spring cleaning. This whole episode, I'll I'll just say right now, the theme, I don't like the theme. I don't think it really works. It feels really forced. Like every episode needs to be about Kyle putting his unique spin on something. Yeah. I don't think that the spring cleaning thing really makes a whole lot well, of sense, but they it talk about, like... It doesn't come up after this, really. They talk about, so. like, spring cleaning is when you take stock of who you are and who you want to be. Here's here's my suggesting suggestion, Kyle. My suggestion, Kyle. My suggestion, Kyle. My suggestion, Kyle. There we go. Here's my suggestion, Kyle. Uh, get rid of this sh- uh, shit. I'm sick of it. It's not... It's too... You're too far in to be like... What a curious <laughs> ritual. There's, like, multiple moments this episode where Kyle's like, an idiom? What is that? Yeah, I've never heard of that. Yeah. Like, Has Kyle, he, like, not watched television? You have Does the ultimate brain. Have... You can learn everything so fast. There's no he reason for to have that quirk anymore. Can I also say another nitpick I have with, with Kyle? Because Kyle's, he's like, but I love all of my things. Here's the hoodie that Declan gave me on our first date. And here's the... Shirt that was burned at the sex shack. Uh-huh. Um, and Nicole here's says, Here's Amanda's oh, th- piano that I keep meaning to give back to her. Here's, uh, after here's I bought th- it from her mom at the yard sale. I have Tom Foss here, and I'm going to give him away. This is the only thing I know I don't. Here are the hot coals. Um, the point is, is that Kyle has only been alive for like, what, a year? Two years? Surely I think he doesn't it, have enough. It's less than two years. I think it's about a year at this point. He doesn't own many things. I I don't think that spring cleaning is a necessary exercise for him. No, he's, yeah, you don't usually do spring cleaning. Well, I mean, I was going to say for a baby, but babies are growing. The only thing that's growing about Kyle is my love for him every day. If I started existing a year later, I wouldn't need to take stock of what things I own <laughs> and then decide what needs to be thrown away. Yeah. Well, anyway, so we we're there's a montage of Traegers going through their stuff. Who cares? Uh, we, there wasn't every detail matters moment where Kyle is, Nicole's like, Kyle, what about this shirt? Aren't you going to throw this out? It's all faded. And Kyle's like, no, that's the shirt that I wore when Steven took me to work in episode three. And it was. You went back and checked? Yeah. Same shirt. There's also a part where you see Nicole and she, she have bikini and she she throw it away, and that comes up later because because every detail. <laughs> I'm matters. glad you mentioned it because I got to the part of that episode of this episode where that became relevant again, and I was like, "There's no fucking way in hell that I'm going to bring that up until, <laughs> until it's so now. it's so important." Every they detail talk matters. about this bikini like three times throughout the episode, and every time I was like. I know it's gonna. I know it's gonna come up at the end, but I Foss, just, I can't be bothered Foss, to write down. Nicole talks about this bikini again. A rift in the fabric of reality opens up, and a and a haggard, one-eyed Foss pops out. He he leans his head out. Kyle, the bikini. This is what's important. You need to protect mm-hmm. the sanctity of the time stream, Kyle. <laughs> Uh, Kyle does mention that there's a shirt that he doesn't want to throw away, even though it's ripped because the time that he ripped it was while playing basketball with Josh. Yeah, I want to. I want to see that fucking fierce competition where Kyle ripped his shirt while yeah, playing basketball with Josh. He, he dunked. He instead of grabbing him shoe when he did a big dunk, he grabbed him <laughs> shirt and tore it off. He tore. Yeah, the shirt. he he scored a dunk and he was just so hyped. He was just like, yeah, he tore Wah! it off. Booyah! That's the drizzle fucking drizzle. That's the fucking drizzle drizzle. 
Uh, Kyle, hey, this is a line where Josh Traeger becomes our dad for a minute, and he walks up to Kyle and he says, yo. And then Kyle says, I've got some boxes. And then he says, you want to throw this puppy around, uh, K-Dog? He wants to throw a puppy around. Josh, he's got a, He's got a, he's got a, uh, he's got a little Nerf football. And Josh uh, says, you know, the Frankly, best I'm thing shocked about- at the restraint to not have Kyle go, uh, that doesn't a look puppy, like a puppy to me. That's not a puppy. An earth dogling is actually <laughs> a small four-legged canoid. Um, so did you like my- Canis did you like lupus my, familiaris. <laughs> did you like my, my science talk just there? Yeah. Um, so Josh repeats, he pulls out the script from last week and he says, career day is my favorite day besides summer. <laughs> totally and my did. favorite part this. of spring cleaning is not spring cleaning. He did the same fucking thing. Uh, so Josh is like, okay, I'm going to throw out this old football, but first I want to play some, some foot throw ball. So he tosses the ball to Kyle and Kyle's This is the like, only thing that Josh, this is the only relatable thing that Josh has ever done. Because <laughs> Kyle is just like, why are oh, in that bike- case, I won't yeah. uh, make fun mm-hmm. of this so intensely. Go on. Kyle is like, why are there bite marks in it? And he goes, delicious snack! Foam is delicious! And I'm like, this is a teen, a disgusting teen boy who loves to eat, just bite things. And I I think a lot of people could relate to, to that. Well, you. I don't know about a lot of people. I mean, you famously ate a blanket. Okay, when you, I was like a baby. You chewed through a lot of uh, game controller cords. Once again, when I was like a toddler, when I was like a four-year-old or a five-year-old or a six-year-old. The point is, or a is seven that ev- or an eight or, or a seven or an eight or a nine-year-old or a fifteen-year-old or a sixteen-year-old. Jor- Jor- okay, everyone, listen. Jordan used to sit there with his little monocle on at the age of seventeen, <laughs> chewing up all of our I was, controllers. I was posting. I was posting about how dumb feminism is, and then chewing on cords. He would, he would tuck a cords. little napkin into his shirt, and then he would get a fork and a knife, and he would eat an entire blanket, mm. and then he would eat the napkin. I'd, I'd, I'd sit down, I'd start chewing through the, the uh, extension cord while it was plugged in, I'd, with my fork and my knife, I'd, I'd tuck my little napkin in, and I'd put on my monocle, and I'd say, mm, swag is for boys, but class is for men. And then I'd, mm, goodness me, the blanket is delicious today. Mm, I couldn't possibly have another bite. Mm, oh, I'm stuffed. Mm, the point I is, haven't is that- learned long division yet. The point is, is that if this show was made slightly later, Josh should be talking about eating Tide Pods, and that's just a fact. Uh, yeah, Kyle there would a- be an episode <laughs> about <laughs> Kyle being like, and you eat the Tide Pod? I can't deny that it has an enticing this seems, shape is and this color. A, is this uh, the fabled forbidden snack? Uh, so Kyle does do is an epic an prank. extra large sour kid? <laughs> Is this the forbidden spaghetti I've heard so much about? Uh, I do like <laughs> Kyle's epic prank. Spaghetti. I do like Kyle's epic prank here where he goes, okay, I'll throw the football. Go long. Longer. Longer. A little bit longer. And then Josh keeps going back and back. Also, uh, you can see in the shots that cars are coming, but that's just TV filming, folks. Mm-hmm. And then Kyle throws the perfect, he throws so fucking good. I thought it was going to hit Josh right in the nuts, but that was my previous TV watching <laughs> experience. I uh, know it goes right in the fucking trash can where it belongs. Kyle threw a puppy in the trash. We have to, oh, we have no. to grab. He didn't but it was actually, it was, it was a, it was a Nerf football. This is, uh, it's fine. So then a, a taxi pulls up in slow motion. Amanda gets out in slow motion. Amanda's back. Oh, and then you liked this part where Kyle and Amanda smile XY at each other. And then he gets such a boner that all the car alarms on the street start going off. 
I think that's the closest that this, uh, this, that Kylix Y has ever had to like a Harry Potter moment. <laughs> you know what I liked? What? Is that, uh, <laughs> we've seen outdoor shots of the Traeger neighborhood before. The Traegerhood? The Traegerhood. The, the number of cars that they put on the sidewalk, not on the sidewalk, uh, <laughs> that they parked on the street. It's a full on so- traffic jam. Yeah, there were like a hundred cars just so a hundred car alarms could go off. Anyway, Amanda's back. She says, Kyle, I, I, it's a surprise. I wanted, it's my mom's birthday and I wanted to surprise her by being back. So I didn't tell anyone. Kyle says, how is, how is Amanda in New York? And she says, it's amazing. Everyone is so inspired and talented, but Kyle's not listening because all he can hear is that her heart is ba-bum, 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 ba-bum. And he's yeah. like, Amanda, is something troubling you? Are you okay? And she says, I can't hide anything from you, Kyle. We need to talk later. We need to talk later. We, we need, need to talk. talk. We need to talk. talk. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. Kyle's relationship is not good. Uh, we not cut to inside. We cut to the inside of Traeger U. All of the Traegers I mean, then I, say... I, I, just, just, just for the record... Anyone watching this, it's very clear that Amanda, it's, it, this is not like a, Kyle, we need to talk. This is no. literally just, she used the words, the we, words need, to we talk. need to talk. But all of the Traegers are saying that, that she said, Kyle, we need to talk. And, and Nicole is even like, or no, Lori and Josh Well, are Nicole like, is like, oh, Kyle, don't read into it too much. But she is also but like. But she is also like. <laughs> hey, I've got a. I've got bad news for everybody. We love Tom Foss. Oh, but Tom Foss. That's terrible. Has, Tom Foss has had to take some time away from the show. Step away. Uh, do something. Uh, and unfortunately... He's, a, he's going to rehab because he's addicted to getting gagood. <laughs> he's going to rehab because he can't stop killing people with a cold. <laughs> that's where you go when you kill people. With uh, a cold? Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, the killing people who have a cold. I was like, he ki- he had a cold and gave it to someone and they died. Yeah, um, no, it's, we th- we took two episodes off, or we took two weeks off. We took one week off. We took a day off. Okay, I forgot. We actually we actually uh, we're recording this episode for last week, but putting it out, and we're joking, and this whole thing was a ruse. Uh, no, the bad news is that no. that uh, Kyle's new epic trainer is is josh and i hate it and he he's he's not oh as fun as boss i do hope that he falls off I, a rock wall and so his arm fucked up that yeah josh is like he's like setting up all these christmas lights and he's like all right kyle make these blink like when you set the car alarms off someone's gotta fill in for tom foss and i'm like what oh, you no, keep his name out you, of your mouth you don't even have the right to say his fucking name how could you replace how perfection you? you worm you little worm uh that's not even the worst thing josh says this week too which is no. amazing uh also i feel like foss was training kyle because he was so close to adam balin and he kind of understood the limits and extents of his abilities so he kind of knew what to work on with kyle uh, like walking on epic yeah, poles, I mean, climbing epic walls. I can't walls. help but say I can't help but blame this a little bit on Tom Foss, just being like, "Eh, the Traegers take care of it." Bye. He did say that the Traegers were going to take over his training for him. So, did he like leave them like the lesson plan or something? <laughs> Do you think that maybe Foss has a secret other Kyle somewhere in another state? That's and he- 
fucking disgusting. How dare mm-hmm. you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have Jesus said it. Jesus Christ. Shame on you for even saying that. Uh, Steven walks in and he's just like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Josh, the famous clone teacher. Uh, Josh says, oh, he can't do anything. And it's all Amanda's fault. Steven's just like, oh, yeah, I heard about the we need to talk. Oh, it, he, he kind of is like, yeah, it's not like necessarily bad but he's like oh it sucks that you got left hanging like that that's frustrating and then josh just goes Ugh, typical woman and i then, hate females this is not a great episode for traeger parenting no but our first bad traeger parenting moment of the episode is that josh says Ugh, typical woman it's all amanda's fault and steven's just like anyway i was just coming to borrow uh the old uh projector just completely does not care. I raised a monster. My son is a piece of shit. What am I going to do about it? Like uh, he's, nothing. He's 16. Correct the behavior, Steven. No, Jesus no, Christ. No, it's too late. It's too late. He's stuck like this. This oh is Oh, my forever. God. Tell, tell your son is, to go fuck himself. Steven is doing, and then he'd be like, oh, it's a pleasure. Uh, Steven is doing a, a lecture at UW because uh, that's all the triggers can do is do lectures at UW. Good for uh, them he, being allowed to say UW. Yeah, they could say that. Um, I can't say that. Uh, a lot, a lot of, a lot of shows would just be like, "We're going to Bonzo the University, University of Washington." Well, you know, they have to, they have to show some kind of uh, recognition that they're in Seattle because, boy, uh, Sam, I, I, can I, can I, can I take a brief tangent to talk about how pissed off I am about this? Sure, I've talked about it a lot on the show, but like, we've, we, you live in Seattle, or you live near Seattle, and I've lived there for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. And when you set things in Seattle or in the Pacific Northwest in general, right, there's a kind of mood and an atmosphere that is probably the reason you set it. I think they set mm-hmm. Kyle XY in the Pacific Northwest because it's kind of mysterious, right? And what's <laughs> the one thing that everyone knows about the climate of the Pacific Northwest? It's always fucking raining. Dry. It's always a beautiful, bright, sunny day. Uh, where everyone can go outside and throw the old football around. And, like, it's just, at this point, getting on my nerves how it never... There was one episode in the whole show where it was Right, raining. I mean, that's the famous thing about uh, setting a show in Seattle, is that the one time that it's rainy, that's very notable. It's it's just, like, they could have had exterior shots where it was raining, right? Like, like they don't have... They didn't, or fucking they, cloudy? I don't know. Whatever. Or cloudy. Like, come on! It's just, it's not right. Like, and it's not, it's not like, oh, uh, they met wrenched the building hey, that man. they're at is not over where they said it. It's like, it's the one thing everyone knows about the area is that it's always fucking raining. Everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It's really bothering me. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, anyway, Steven- so Steven says that he's giving a guest lecture at a symposium at UW. And he needs to borrow his old digital projector because I guess that UW doesn't have projectors they don't have of their those, own. Though. They no. make the guest lecturer bring their own projector. Apparently, it's a huge fucking projector too. It is a it is large. And and Josh goes, "Hey, Dad, are you getting paid? Because I know that you're supposed to bring home the bacon, and <laughs> I don't want a bacon." Oh my god, I get it. Uh, Steven says, no, I'm not getting paid. Huh? Huh? What? What? That's weird. 
that's not generally how I don't lectures think that's at how that colleges. Works. Stephen, they're taking you for a ride. Stephen, can you please value your time and effort more? Oh, although looking back, I at the time I was just like, that's fucking weird. But now I realize that the the whole they're they're setting up a thing where it's like, does Stephen want to be a corporate boy or does he or does want he to want be a, a teacher? But being a teacher doesn't pay as well, so I guess this Apparently is Apparently being, being a teacher like, doesn't pay at all. Yeah, if you, you, if you give free. a guest lecture at UW, you have to pay for it and bring your own projector, and they keep it. <laughs> uh, we he does say, Nicole. he says, no, I'm not getting paid for this, but I already have a job offer, so up yours, son. Hey, so Nicole is doing some more spring cleaning, and she finds her, uh, like what, her her doctoral it's it's an old psychology journal that one yeah. of her papers is in the development on... of an adolescent moral code and she, she looks at it not... and says huh that's yeah. boring i don't care yeah. about that anyway she... what was josh saying whatever yeah she looks at development of an adolescent moral code and she looks at the conclusion and it says i don't fucking know i don't know how to do this i don't know my yeah, children says, will never develop development a moral of an code. adolescent moral code nicole maiden name and then the the full text of the of the paper it just says just, no. Oh, oh fucking no. Uh, <laughs> just let him do whatever. Yeah, just let him do whatever. And if one of them like says a slur or uh, says something, roll your eyes a little. Roll your eyes and too go. much. And say like no no G force for ten minutes. <laughs> and then apologize uh, and get, and buy them an Xbox. Hey, this uh, was Lori, a, this was wild. <laughs> Lori walks in. And, uh, and she asks Nicole if she can boycott an assignment, and then she explains that the guidance counselor, who famously gives assignments to students at high schools... Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought this was weird, but, like, I, I think I did have some kind of, like, it's not a class assignment, but it's, like, a grade assignment where it's, like, you have to give a presentation about how epic you are. Yeah, the the assignment is, like, the the specific wording of the assignment is the who I really am assignment or something like that. Yes, it is a, it is a two-page essay. <laughs> the two-page essay is not bad, but, like, who... What a thing to ask a high schooler. Yeah, see, that's the thing, is when she says... I have to write a two-page essay. I say, "Oh, okay. So you don't have an assignment then." Yeah, you. <laughs> oh, they for, oh, they forgot to give you an assignment. They didn't give you anything. Uh, but on the other hand, being seventeen and having to write a paper about who I really am—that's cruel and unusual punishment. No, that's the, that's a level of metacognition that I don't think that a seventeen-year-old uh, is capable of. When I was in of. ninth grade. Uh, we had to write an essay on what our personal philosophy is, and oh my god, Jordan, you, I don't know how how much you know about what an asshole I was in school, but I if I like disagreed with the premise of an assignment, I would like be absolutely deeply deeply outraged by it. Uh, mm-hmm. Like they they would ask me to write a paper about like what did I learn from this and I would write an angry paper about like I didn't fucking learn anything from this book and here's <laughs> why you, it was a piece of shit. Did you post it on Reddit and get like lots of upvotes? Call of the Wild can suck my nards. <laughs> uh, but I did I did write an essay about how I don't have a philosophy and how outrageous it is to ask a 14 year old to write what their philosophy is. I think I was 13 at the time. Jesus Christ. That's actually, fuck off see, with that. see, see from my perspective, if I got a, a paper turn in like that and, and the person was like, how could you ask a 13 year old what their philosophy is? I don't understand anything about the world. I'd be like, wow, you're very highly self-aware. 
Uh, good for you, and then don't, I would still Jordan, that I would give you a that I give you a zero uh, for not doing my behavior. Assignment. I'm just saying that you were you were explaining. I mean, I was uh, right, but I was also a prick. You were right. Uh, uh, the other thing, I I in a similar vein, when I was like 17, I think I had a class where we had to write a slam poem about our personal. This is the worst. This is the worst idea that's ever been had. <laughs> uh, it was a slam poem, and we had to do the slam poem, uh, perform it. Uh, about your own just like anything political do you understand <laughs> the the worst the worst idea that you could ever have is asking a 17 year old to write a George poem w. about Bush. their he's my hero he can he can Barack Obama. kiss my tush he's a zero he's zero <laughs> that's an awfully hot coffee pot <laughs> uh, have but- i ever told i feel like this probably came up on jurgenet at some point the one of the most are you fucking sure about that assignments I ever had uh, was in I think it was in 10th grade. Wait, no, 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 no. This was this was in middle school. I think this was in like, oh boy, eighth grade. Uh, and it was we we all were given like a big like a big sheet of paper. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a lesson about bigotry. And the assignment, Uh the first phase of the assignment was uh, get in groups and write down as many stereotypes as you can think Ah! of on this piece of paper. No! (laughs) So just just a bunch of 11 and 12 and 13 year olds just being like, oh, uh, gay people. ah." (laughs) So the point is that Lori walks in and tells Nicole that she has to write a two page essay about her favorite stereotypes, but she doesn't want to do it. Uh, and school is bad. <laughs> yeah. And Josh, uh, or what? Josh? No. Uh, Nicole tells, uh, Lori that, uh, she's a fucking 17 year old and, uh, learning about yourself is a constantly evolving process. And Nicole oh. says as she glances over at the famous bikini of the episode. Yeah. I wanted to say that, uh, Lori, you know, Lori does this thing where she has, like, one episode arcs where she decides that she's gonna do something and then for one episode... Yeah, this one did not work for me one bit. See, I liked the guitar one, because that was, like, a thing that just... Yeah, that was good. That was nice! Uh, but and this she still one, plays guitar! Yeah, but, and, and, like, she was playing guitar with Declan, like, not that long ago. Well, but that, now, that's weird. This one is where Josh walks in and he says... Uh, you're sarcastic, moody, and cynical. And then Lori says, I'm not, I'm not cynic. No, I'm. Yeah, so if, if the B plot of the episode is the bikini, B for bikini, this is the C plot of the episode. C, C, for, C cynical. for cynic. Well, she says, oh, this is so fuck. I want this on a fucking t-shirt, actually. This is so epic. Lori says, no, I'm not cynical. I think I'm, I'm a glass half full p- kind of person. It's just that the other half is a desolate void of disappointment, misery, and regret. Put that on a t-shirt hot topic. Yeah, so th- this is the thing of Lori this episode, is that she spends the entire I'm episode an being like, No, I'm optimistic. I'm not cynical. And it's just like, I don't... I don't think that I've ever really noticed Lori's personality. Being... She's just kind of a she's just kind of a mouthy teen, right? She's, she's just, just a kinda... generic teenage girl from a TV show. <laughs> yeah, she's like like yeah, she's she's like kind of moody and sarcastic, but that's because she's a teenage girl on a TV yeah. show. So she's she's gonna spend the episode trying to be positive and be yeah. like, oh, I don't know, I, Ooh, I, mean, I like it. So that's that. Kyle walks in. He's got shirts, and he says, "Which shirt should I wear to get owned by Amanda?" And Lori says, 
wear wear the plaid one and you should go for a walk on the marina and enjoy the sunset and then he, kyle's like okay and he leaves okay she's like dead man walking hey we got a new character in this episode oh yeah funny jesse is yeah here. funny jesse we have we've just met uh we had jesse hollandaise but now we've got funny jesse and she's here and she's funny for this episode and i, I almost liked jesse for some of this episode yeah not, i think that's not the thing. all of it i th- yeah <laughs> here's the thing right is last week i was like uh well last episode i was like either jesse go full sicko or become like nice friend and i mean she didn't ki- really do either of those things but we've leaned more into like what if jesse was silly like kyle like what if jesse was smart but also she didn't know what uh she oh didn't know God, what idioms so are even though she was programmed to have memories of an entire life anyway uh but now she's doing it and i mean it's kind of funny but also i think i i really think that i, I I'm just gonna go out and say it. I think the problem is just that I don't like Jesse that much, and I don't know if anything that she could do would really fix my opinion mm-hmm. on it. What if she jumped off a cliff in a funny way? I think it would be cool if she became a supervillain. I think that's the only thing that this show could do that would really make me happy with Jesse. Yeah. Anyway, so Jesse knocks funny. on is, Kyle's window. We're not talking window. about Jesse. We're talking about funny Jesse. Uh, Jesse knocks she- on Kyle's window, and he is like, I'm here hey. for stunts. I'm here for you, epic. You could use the front door. And she's like, oh, well, I thought this would be quicker because I just wanted to talk to you. And he lets her in through the window. She says, yeah, I'm, I'm here for you to teach me how to do cool stunts. Can you show me? Can you uh, help me improve my belaying technique? It was very weird that she's just like, hey, remember last episode when I wanted you to teach me how to do all these stunts? And the moral of the story was that I shouldn't be doing them because I did a bad thing with them. Well, I would like to learn more stunts. And Kyle's like, okay, yeah, when I have a minute, sure. Well, yeah, he says he's going to teach her stunts uh, once this whole business with Amanda is taken care of. Yeah. Uh, so he he says, like, oh, I've got plans with Amanda tonight. And then Jesse is like, hey, your heart's beating really fast. Are you anxious? Which I liked. I thought, I think that it's it's a it's a kind of fun dynamic if Kyle and Jesse are like, always kind of reading each other's minds i think yeah, that, i kind of like that and i think that's also, all right i think funny jesse is a general improvement for regular jesse because uh she finally reads like a kyle which she right, had also for like the whole fucking show like yeah she's she's like smiling but not in like a twisted joker way and i was yeah, like and oh. like she doesn't she she's she's doing things that kyle would do and it's very it's the first time that we've gotten an indication that they are like similar outside of the sh- the the character saying we're very much alike we have so much in common we're yeah, the same unfortunately i think the show might uh yeah to, uh, well, well. so anyway kyle tells her like oh yeah amanda said we need to talk and jesse's like okay problem and isn't that good don't you like talking to her and kyle's like that's what i thought but it turns out that some Welcome things aren't good to be taken there's such a thing as an expression uh Kyle says, I will have time to help you learn how to fly after Amanda goes back to New York. So Jesse says, okay, bye. And she climbs out the window. So Kyle goes to Amanda's house. Uh, and uh, whenever Kyle goes here, you know that nothing that makes me mad is going to happen. Yeah, so specifically he, when Kyle is standing in Amanda's doorway. That's yeah, always when the a door good opens sign. and you see Carol Bloom there. It's always and, good when Kyle is in Amanda's doorway because that means if if he want if he was going to talk to Amanda, it would happen anywhere else. Yeah, in if the you're doorway, in the door, this is Carol's. Carol this is, is Carol's dom- This is Carol's domain. Uh, so Kyle knocks on the door <laughs> and. Uh, and Amanda says, hey, I can't go out 
uh, and then Kyle says, but what about we need to talk? And then, and then Carol says, inside! Amanda, inside! I'm uh, selling, I'm selling your arms and legs! Amanda's like, sorry, mom, sorry, mom. And she runs back inside and then Carol walks up and she's like, Kyle, this is all your fault. And he's like, boo. And she says, it's your fault that Amanda flew back without telling me. And he's like, I thought you'd be happy to see her. And she's like, I would. But she came back to tell me she's dropping out of the New York. And then Kai's like, but why would she do that? And Carol says, obviously, it's because of you. And Kai's like, why would it be obvious? I haven't even had a chance to talk to her yet. And Carol's like, well, now you're not going to because you may not see or speak to Amanda until she's back in New York where she belongs. And then she slams the door in Kyle's face. Yep. Classic Carol. We love Carol. Uh, Kyle goes back to Traeger, you famous kitchen. He's talking to Nicole and Stephen about- I love that, you know, I love that we- the show spent, like, I mean, it wasn't very long, but it was, like, a short amount of time just, like, kind of rewriting the vibe of Carol and being like, oh, yeah, you know, she she was a little no, she's rude just to a Kyle, monster. but, like, she she's likes just him a now, monster. and now she's nice, but but you and I are like, she sold Amanda's piano. That's yeah, she so sold fucked Ama- up. She, she sold grounded Amanda's Amanda piano. for doing she, gay like, rights activism at school. She faked. She faked a robbery to steal Amanda's necklace that her God. dad left her to pawn it. Like, yeah, but but now we're now we're back. The show's like, oh fuck, right? I forgot she's a horrible person. <laughs> she's literally like, she's okay. She's a worse person than Valentine. Like objectively, I mean, Valentine yeah. tried to no. kill some kids. Yeah, I think Amanda or Amanda's mom has definitely tried to kill some kids. We just never have seen it. Okay, okay, great. Yeah, that's good. On on Halloween, she sets up a big trap door in that <laughs> doorstep, uh, and she Kyle has, she has a, a bowl that says "take take one," and if you take more than one, it drops you down the trap door. And if you take yeah. one, it drops you down the trap it door. It drops you, and if you don't take any, and if you just exist, and Kyle is really lucky. <laughs> the that trap that door just in. goes around the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> So Kyle is is telling Stephen and Nicole about what happened and Stephen and Nicole are like, well, you know, it's, it's her kid. And Stephen says, well, put yourself in Mrs. Bloom's shoes. And Kyle goes, what? It's season two, episode 16. I don't understand. What does that mean? I don't think I'd those shoes. You want me to wear her shoes? I'm honestly glad he didn't because I'm sure if Kyle put himself in Carol Bloom's shoes, he'd just say something racist in that moment. So... (laughs) Wow, Carol Bloom has been wearing racism shoes all this time. No wonder she's so awful. Steven, uh, yeah. We need to get her a new pair of shoes. Uh, oh, hey, this is, <laughs> this is pretty epic, is that Steven, to cheer Kyle up, presents him with, uh, one of his favorite, uh, brands of, he, he gives him some sour sketty. What if we just started saying other sour candies that Steven was giving Kyle to, to, like. No, that's just product placement yeah, for different you're products. Right, you're right. He gives, he gives him, him name some... brand Sour Candies Extreme Edition. <laughs> That's a little too close to the real the real name of it. Because you did say Extreme Edition, which is Name good. brand Sour Candies Big Ouch Mouth Edition. <laughs> name brand Sour Candies This'll Fuck You Up version. <laughs> and then Kyle says, perhaps I should slip one of these into Carol Bloom's await- awaiting maw. <laughs> this might just kill a woman of her age. <laughs> <laughs> this might just kill a woman of her whiteness. <laughs> Did you know that a single a single extreme uh, flavored uh, name brand sour candy is more sour energy than a single medieval peasant had had for their entire lives? That is actually uh, not true. Mm. Yeah, 
So Nicole says that it's yeah. a free country so- <laughs> of America, and you can't tell Carol Bloom how to raise her daughter. And and Stephen says, yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. And then Kyle says, but I love Amanda actually. And then and then that's and then that's what happens. And then we 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 go and Stephen and Nicole hate hate it, but they Lori, still they still yeah. Lori's like. Oh, look on the bright side, Kyle. Did, guys, did you hear what? Did you hear what I said, guys? Guys, did you hear what I said? See, I love it. I'm still fucking doing. She says, doing "Well, the good news is Amanda wasn't dumping you." And then Kyle's like, "Well, how do you know that?" She says, "Clearly, Amanda missed you." And then we get a funny classic TV moment where uh, Josh is like, "I can't believe our parents are siding with Carol Bloom." And then we cut to Nicole saying, "I can't believe we're siding with Carol Bloom." There's a bunch of that in this this one scene, not in this episode of just like it cutting back and forth between the the kids talking in Lori's room and that's, the parents that's, talking. That's director Grareth Kretschmer or whatever his name was. He's going fucking ape shit in the studio. We're going crazy here, folks. Um, but uh, <laughs> you see, TV, <laughs> we're making some more of that shit. Holy shit! I've never seen directing like this before. <laughs> And watch this Oscar episode and say, oh, "That's a TV show episode." I'm just pointing at my pointing at my fucking TV. What? <laughs> wow! I've never seen anyone do it like that except for all the other shows. Uh, so Stephen, that's yeah. what I call TV. So Stephen says, uh, "Well, you know, folks, uh, we can't tell parents how to raise their kids." And Nicole says, "Well, yeah, but I hate our horrible racist neighbor." This uh, fucking pisses me off so much because this is the beginning of a running thing in this episode with how bad the parents are as Traegers. Whoops, mm-hmm. other way around. Yep. Nope. 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 How bad these particular parents are at being Traegers is that they they. Don't believe anything they're saying. No, they're always wrong. They're always they like, are fully on Kyle's side. Like they're like, yeah, Kyle should be allowed to talk to Amanda. It's fucked up that her mom won't let her. And not only is it fucked up that her mom won't let her talk to Kyle, someone should circumvent that by breaking rules. Uh, but you know, sucks that we can't say that. It's not like the Traegers have any respect of the law. They just helped Kyle do a heist like three episodes ago. <laughs> they do, they do, they do drugs. These are, these are, these are, these are. Nicole these are has parents. a bikini. Nicole owns a bikini. These are not. This lady's average. in her goddamn forties, and she's got a bikini. I've never seen anything like it, folks. These parents are out of control. But why are they telling <laughs> Kyle to enforce? Fucking Patricia McCloskey's rule. What is this? Why is this happening? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah, Kyle, Kyle goes to talk to Amanda and Carol just bursts through the door, shirt Sam. stained with mustard, pointing a gun at him. Sam! Kyle XY, this is a joke for only us, it's Patricia McCluskey. <laughs> McClunky. <laughs> uh, remember when McCluskey played on in the first episode of Kyle XY? I love that song! God, I love McClunky. I love that band. So Nicole and Stephen aren't gonna aren't gonna practice what they preach because they're lying and they they don't believe in the things that they're saying to their children. Um, I just wish they'd be honest and like tell their kids, yeah, like go out and party and make bad choices and uh, you know do all those things because we just really don't want to put in the effort. The only the- thing that they will be strict about is supporting Carol Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. 
Look, it's her property. If she it's wants to point a gun property. at someone who's standing on her doorstep, that's her prerogative. Uh, and Kyle, if she shoots you, you're gonna have to pay her back for the bullet. Yeah. <laughs> it's your fault for getting in the way. So, so Josh um, Josh says, like, oh, it sucks. Our parents won't do anything. Kyle's like, well, we, there, there's this line that we can't cross. And he's like, oh, but I can't just sit around and do nothing. Uh, Lori says, wow, Kyle is getting defiant. And Josh is like, perfect. I've got a list of rules that I've been dying to see you break. And then Kyle says, oh, I love the rules. I just realized I don't need to break any rules. I figured out the loophole. Uh, Josh, this, this scene takes place in Lori's bedroom, by the way, Josh puts his feet up on Lori's bed and he's not wearing shoes. Yeah. But someone puts shoes on a bed later in the episode. So. I know, but that person it's is a, net a clone. It's a net, <laughs> it's a net zero. Uh, so Kyle for, for, says, for anyone who hasn't listened to jerking it, people in secret life love putting their shoes on the bed. <laughs> it's disgusting. It makes me so angry. Uh, Kyle, Kyle says, I, I know if I can't talk to Amanda, I, I love the amount of like, <gasps> I've got it. I yeah. found the loophole. And what the loophole <laughs> is, is just like, it's just like Kyle can't like, text her. Text her. Like, so oh, he okay. goes and he pulls out his phone and he texts her and then she doesn't respond. He's and like, then damn it, gets... I really thought that that would work. This fucking rules. Kyle, <laughs> Kyle goes on his fucking chat chat software yeah uh here are the people he has been messaging okay yes. he's been messaging okay well <laughs> he's messaging his good friend declan uh whose username is Hoopstar. what a Hoop fucking star. nerd gonna make fun of him for the rest of his life for that one uh and then he's and then uh exo hills i guess kyle is having lots of conversations with hillary <laughs> mm-hmm. what is that about kyle and then jesse 308 mm-hmm. um that's fine. I think it would have been cool and epic if if uh if hers was Jesse seven eight one two two uh what was it seven eight one two two seven. It would have been epic though. That would and have been then, epic. That'd be really weird. And then this one is good for us for the podcast. LKD one four seven eight six. He's been eyeing Deekman. You He's know what's fucked up? He's been talking to Deekman off screen. You know what's fucked up though. Uh, of course. And maybe, uh, oh, also, I think, uh, oh, yeah, we also see Amanda is Piano Forte 91. That's fine. <laughs> this is what's fucked up, though, because the order that we read them in is the order that they're listed going down the side of the screen. Uh, it's not alphabetical order. It can't be the order that he, that he like, added them on here. No, it must because, be the last. The, because he didn't he's mean been... Jesse between Declan, Hillary, and Deekman. Surely suggests the, that the he, last messaged. Uh, he yeah, hasn't which suggests that the, in a while. The, the person he messaged the least recently was Deekman, then Jesse, then Amanda, then Hillary. What was he texting Hillary about? Are I assume that she just like message. She just like gets drunk and she just messages him like, "Hey Kyle, I'm I drunk." Here, wink, and, and he's I'm like, fabulous. "That's terrible." I love. I'm I sorry like you're that. in hell. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, and then he just oh, logs no. off and goes to sleep. Oh no, Kyle! This no Kyle's gonna post cringe now. <gasps> he tries to message Amanda. Uh, he uh, is like, "Hey, did you get my text?" But he gets an automatic reply that's like, "You've been blocked by parental control." And then he says, "Hmm, 
Well, if I can't write to her or speak to her, then there's only one canon in D that I can play. Oh, no, and he goes outside her window with a guitar. He, and he goes plays outside her window with a guitar. Tinkle and dinkle. No. And he this starts. The- he starts playing Paco Bell's Canon in D. Oh. And Steven just walks cringe. outside, and he's like, Kyle. No, no that's no. really cringe. Let's stop. I'm cringing. Stop. Uh. I do love that this is the one song Kyle knows how to play on guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I was just thinking about how we saw Kyle do a big piss in his pants, and I didn't cringe. But I saw Kyle play <laughs> Kinkle and Well, Dinkle. he was a baby. And he liked it. That's true. He had confidence in himself in that moment. <laughs> uh, and it was only increasing over time. He was in his element there. Uh, <laughs> piss. Yeah. Uh this is also sad. This is also when you were, you know, a teen, and you were in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. Which felt really real shitty. You, do you ever feel all alone? Do you ever want to scream out loud? You went up. In do you your know room. what I used to do when I was mad as a teen? What I would uh, play Dragon Ball Z Budokai <laughs> for the PlayStation Two, and I would Dude, take epic. out my anger on uh, mostly Krillin. Raditz and Nappa. I feel like fuck yeah, and you've turned like, off their those, AI those guys are easy. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna fucking pummel the shit out of Raditz. Well, do you know what I used to do when I was just really feeling feeling moody or mad? I'd get under my covers and I'd put in my headphones and I'd listen to Prokofiev's Dance of the Nights from Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, I mean, I, hey, me? good for them getting a new song, I guess. I have, here's my question. Is Amanda really so into classical music that this is what she chooses to listen to when she's feeling it? Or is this the only thing that Carol lets her daughter listen to? No, she needed to listen to this because this is a Romeo and Juliet episode. It oh, thinks. but it isn't. It's not that. It's, it's so never, not. It's, and it's not that. Uh, Carol then says, No music! I told you! You're not okay, allowed to... Uh, 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 uh. The, mm-hmm. Okay, what happens is Carol walks in, and she unplugs Amanda's headphones, and Amanda is like, Oh, so now you're here to confiscate my music too? Like, you confiscated my phone and my computer? And she she says something about, like, you're keeping me prisoner in my room, and Carol is like, Look, you can... you You're free to go... As soon as you agree to return to New York and become the amazing pianist that you're meant to be. And by the way, it's not super clear if she is literally keeping her like confined to her room. Amanda yeah. is really implying it. Like, I uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh. Um, but Amanda's like, Mom, I'm not seven years old anymore. I know that this is an amazing opportunity, but it's not what I want. And then Carol's like... You don't know what you want. And then she leaves the room and she she takes Amanda's headphones. I thought she was like unplugging them to be like, we're talking right now. I know she you, legitimately was like, no, you cannot listen to music. I told you Palestrina only. You're not I'm, allowed to listen to any of this new shit. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, I want you to feel inspired to go back to the music school, which means no listening to classical music. <laughs> Prokofiev, a Russian composer, isn't that a little bit too socialist? And then she's like, 
Yeah. <laughs> he was, like, he was I mean, so... that, this would make sense if it was like, oh, Amanda is like listening to punk music or like, oh, no, Amanda's listening to hip hop and Carol. No, is... no, no. It's it's because he's a, it's because he was he was he was so he was from the Soviet Union. <laughs> He, he he was lived he lived she through the Russian Amanda's Revolution. Phone, computer, she, and headphones. Like, what does what she is, want Amanda to do? Hate her? Yeah. Like, why does? What does she think Amanda's just gonna be like? Well, I guess I will just sit in my room and decide that I do love music even I, more than I did before. My mom tore it away from me. Two things I loved the most from this experience: <laughs> music and my mom. Like I mean, let's let's be clear. Carol is a horrible parent, but like it doesn't it doesn't even have like an internal logic to it. She just doesn't want her daughter listening to that fucking tr- modern trash. But now we we cut to a I swear to God six second long. <laughs> it's six seconds that it holds on this shot of Josh sitting in the Traeger U kitchen reading Romeo and Juliet. It's just like, do you get it? Do you get it? Hey, do you get it? I don't get it. Hey, do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? And it's also pretty epic. It's also pretty epic um, that that Josh is like only on the first page. And then Kyle walks in and he's he's been eating no, cereal. No, no, no. Ky- yeah, Kyle is just sitting next to him. He's, the camera yeah. like pans over and Kyle's just he's like eating, he's eating staring bu- at He's eating cereal. a giant bowl of Butterfingers, which is the only reason <laughs> that Josh would say that he's eating crispity crunchity goodness. Yeah, he's like, hey, bro, the Butterfinger cereal goodness is long gone. You've been staring at that bowl for an hour. Just like I've been staring at Romeo and Juliet for an hour on this show. Uh, Lori walks in and she's like, Ugh, my essay sucks. And then Josh says, speaking of sucks, what? I mean Shakespeare. I I was very confused at that line. I think that what that was meant to be was that he was like, oh, you're being cynical again. But it really sounded like he was going to make like a dick sucking joke to his sister. That would have sucked. I mean, he does. He does speaking constantly like to talk about like, I've got videotapes of you, Lori. So, I mean, he is oh, a disgusting uh, boy. So Lori's like, wow, Josh, you're doing extra credit homework. I don't know how she knows that just from Wait, looking what at is him the, with a book. The teacher assigned the Shakespeare play as extra credit? What? Yes. <laughs> Josh is like, I can't even figure out what language this is in. See, here's the thing. I I suspect that this is supposed to be the joke, but Laurie's like, oh, what part are you stuck on? And he says, the part about the two households in Fair Verona. Like, that's... That's, okay, first of all, that's the most... The most understandable part. Yeah, that that is literally, literally the first two lines it's of the, the first entire line. play. Yeah. And also, that is the most self-explanatory shit in the entire play. Uh, there are two households. This story is about them. This story takes place in Verona. Yeah. Um, uh, this is funny because uh, we just put out our Grease 2 episode on Locked on, uh, on the main feed now, last there's week. there's a Romeo and Juliet story, and, if ever there was and, one. Well, I was going to say that Beichel tells, uh, Beichel is, like, reading uh, Stephanie, Stephanie uh, Cool Rider's uh, essay, and he's like, Hamlet's dad was so freaking pissed when he got iced by Hamlet's, his brother, uh, and then, and then, that's very similar, I think, to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Kyle, what I'm saying is that Josh needs no fear Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. So Kyle is literally just completely ignoring all of that shit, and he just he just gets up and just looks out the window, and he's like, 38 feet nine inches away, 
and I can't even tell her I'm sorry. I don't know what he's sorry for, uh, but whatever. Lori mentions that Miss... For, I don't know how they know this, but she mentions that Mrs. Bloom has changed their alarm code so that there's no way for Amanda to leave. Amanda, just so you know, I've sold the door. And don't get it twisted. That doesn't mean there's a big hole in our house now. No, there's no, no entrances or exits anymore. So I do not want you leaving this house. She is keeping their alarm on at all times so that amanda can't leave that's yeah this is a piece piece of parenting this is not good no i don't like Uh, it laurie looks directly at the camera and says wow this is just like romeo and juliet by william no it's not this is this is so fucking embarrassing when kyle says yeah amanda loves amanda's the balcony scene is amanda's favorite oh i get it (laughs) i got it already just like when you you know what the second that uh, Amanda was listening to the song from the Romeo and Juliet ballet. I I already got it. I also just think like having a favorite scene in Romeo and Juliet and having it be the balcony scene is just like if that's your real honest take, then that's just so like basic that you probably just should <laughs> just make up a like oh what's your favorite part of uh, the play? Oh, it's the part that everyone knows, and it's like okay, you probably haven't. Read it my yet. also my Romeo favorite scene. I can't remember. It's been a long time. I I think it was Tybalt who like gets so mad that he just like starts posting at everybody. Yeah, I do like when Tybalt starts posting and he and he does a call out post for the for the Montague family. Um, I don't like Romeo and Juliet that much. It's not. I think it's, it's not good. It's I, it's don't, not, I don't. Care it's not for one it, of. But I do like that he puts his... a curse on both their houses. Yeah, I like. I like. Uh, He's like, you know what? No, fuck all of you, even my friend. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Romeo and Juliet is the episode. This is the episode about Romeo and Juliet. Great expectations. Uh, Amanda's favorite scene is the balcony scene because she's she's incredibly basic basic and her favorite song is Paco Bell's Canon and D. Like, come on. Things that we, things we know Amanda likes. Paco Bell's Canon and D. The balcony scene from Romeo and Juliet. What's your favorite book, Amanda? Uh, Romeo and Juliet. She's like, <laughs> she's like Rod and Todd from The Simpsons. Like, <laughs> it's really sad. Being quiet during trips, clapping Ma- with songs, and, <laughs> and diabetes. diabetes. She's like, yeah, uh, mom said we're having imaginary Christmas this year. <laughs> it's really sad. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, well, you know that her mom does not allow her to experience culture or media. No, <laughs> she probably doesn't let her celebrate Christmas. That's a pagan holiday. Uh, so Kyle says, this all started when Amanda said that we need to talk. So we're going to talk. And then Lori and Josh are like, yay, an excuse to not do our homework. They they, they actually say that. Uh, we cut to the rack. Uh, and oh, this is another uh-huh. one of those funny, those funny moments. Because Josh is like, whatever you say, Kyle, I'm in. And then we cut to the rack and Josh is like, I'm not doing that. When we learn what Josh is, Kyle is asking Josh oh, so to do, uh, it's really fucking it's funny. So fucking uh, funny. Lori says, you got to do it. And then Josh says, uh, oh, I, I see. He says, I'll see if I could borrow one of Andy's. I was wondering what he was saying about that. I I thought it was going to be one of her controllers was, so we I can play was, multiplayer. Thought was gonna, I thought it was going to be something about uh, like a, like a, like a bra, like a bra or something like that. Oh, that'd be funny. That'd be pretty uh, funny. So... Uh, Jesse imagine sits the down. fucking hey, it'd be really. Imagine a scene where Josh has to ask <laughs> grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> oh, funny Jesse is here. Yeah, Jesse sits down and she's like, "I'm Who? in. What can Who? I do to help?" Funny Who? Jesse is here and she's Thank like, you. "I'm in. What can I do to help?" 
Lori's like, how do you even know what we're talking about? Jesse says, you know how Kyle has ear powers? I also have ear powers. Funny Jesse, please. Uh, uh, so then f- funny Jesse says, uh, I, I have all of Kyle's epic powers. And then she uh, levitates and then she, and then she, she says, the I can do anything fire. Kyle can do. And Josh says, <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it would be <laughs> pretty hot. <laughs> it'd be pretty hot. If you, <laughs> what if, what, Hey, Hey, funny Jesse. What if it would be pretty, it'd be pretty hot. If you made out with Amanda, <laughs> he does say that. And then Kyle, exp- then to make it worse, Kyle, we love you, but come on. He explains to Jesse, uh, 60% of men, what oh, no, no, did yeah, this the, no, the statistic, yeah, the statistic he says, he that says, he gives her. No, he says, that, uh, it's a common, it's common for men to, it's a common male fantasy to see women making out with each other. And then he says, usually number six on the top 10 list, though I don't think that's backed up by any statistical, like, evidence. And what it's does like, that mean? <laughs> what list are you talking about, Kyle? What list? If it's a, no, if it's a like ranking uh, list, hey, presumably it was done by like a poll. Hey, Kyle XY listeners, it's me, Hillary. I'm just here to interrupt the episode. To, I'm not in this one, but I'm here to just say the fetish list is life. <laughs> but yeah, like, what fucking list is he talking about? That it's like the most common male fantasies, but hey, it, like boy, they hey, didn't everybody, like do a survey. Uh, it's Perf Lord Lord ninety nine here to list my top ten common male fantasies. Also, he says oh, number ten. He also feet. says it's usually number six on top ten lists. So like that sounds like pretty pretty strong L- statistical L-O-1, data. Hello, I'm I'm the Empire's favorite skis bag here to give my personal top ten fetishes. Number six, two ladies giving each other a good old snog, giving each other a little kiss of rue from me to you. Would you like to? Uh, I'm actually curious, what are the top 10 male fantasies? Number 10, getting stepped on. Oh, God, that's the best website for this. Number one, domination. (laughs) Number two, submission. What? (laughs) Wait, is this in order? (laughs) Because I I was like, if if women making out is number six, I'm curious what number one is. Uh, But I don't know what order this is in, so whatever. Uh, Number three threesomes and orgies okay you know be hot funny jesse what if, what if, what if uh, george jurgens and oh, his wife experienced women <laughs> and then number five virginal women ah! and then number six unattainable women <laughs> women what? who won't fuck me <laughs> women women who are dead my ultimate women fantasy who do not is exist. jerking off <laughs> My fantasy is women who do... It's make up a woman to get horny at. Number seven, voyeurism. Number eight, sex in public. That can't be more common than all of these other ones. Number nine, sex in nature. (laughs) Not in public, but in nature. This is a private forest. I I only want God to see me do this. (laughs) sex in a hole well (laughs) and coming in at number 10 oh it is it is two women wait well this is hilarious though because we already had lower on the list is threesomes so presumably this is like i'm not i'm not not even there there. (laughs) 
I've just I've just did another I've did another house, but I know it's happening. <laughs> Number eleven, car stuff. <laughs> Number twelve, wearing a diaper. <laughs> Number thirteen, pissing your pants but not wearing a diaper. <laughs> Number fourteen, getting sloppy with chocolate syrup in the refrigerator. <laughs> Number 17, flying. 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 So, uh, Lori tells Jesse to go the fuck away, and this is none of her business, and then she says, but I'm actually doing this in a nice way, I'm not being a cynic, I like to, ah, I'm smiling! Oh yeah, she's like, what? That was bitchy, not cynical. Uh, Jesse, funny Jesse is about to leave, but Kyle's like, wait, 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 funny Jesse, you can help. We cut to Amanda's house. Funny Jesse rings the doorbell. Amanda's mom punches in the alarm code and it goes beep, 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 boop, boop. And, and Jesse hears it and says, aha, I know this. And I don't need to punch in all the numbers to figure out which I can't believe is which. they. I cannot believe they keep bringing this back. It doesn't make sense. That's not mm-hmm. how it works. No. It's not uh, like beep is the number, is the, the universal number one. Maybe she can hear the distance, uh, the tone is coming from. Well, I guess no, not each. No, because it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> each button out doesn't of... have an individual speaker. <laughs> well, actually, she's listening to Carol say, accessing five. <laughs> I've accessed five. <laughs> accessing seven. So, uh, yeah, Jesse, she opens the door and she says, I know you. You, you beat up my best friend, Lori, and you this, can, you this... jumped up. You're, you're, you're the mystery jumper. Come in. <laughs> I'm this is so fan. fucked up. That, I mean, just another, another point in the Carol Bloom is a horrible person bucket. <laughs> she opens the door and she sees this teenager and she's like, hm, I know who you are. You're Lori Traeger's trampy friend. Mm. You, you can't fucking you can't say, say that. that to a ch- child. <laughs> what the fuck? She's such a just so like fuck such a cartoon villain. Uh she's like, I'm a friend of Amanda's, and then she says, No, no, no. Oh, and then oh, actually, Jesse then funny is like, actually, no, that's Hillary is the trampy <laughs> friend. <laughs> I gotta then, say, by the way, I I I really thought when Kyle was like, wait, Jesse, you can help. I thought that what was going to happen, because this episode established two things, Jesse climbing through windows and Jesse having ear powers. I thought that Jesse was going to climb the wall and climb through Amanda's window and then serve as a back and forth whisper relay for Amanda to oh, whisper I thought to you were Jesse. Say, I Jesse thought you were can say whisper that... to Kyle. Kyle whisper to Jesse. Jesse whisper to Do you know what Amanda. I fucking thought you were going to say was that Jesse was going to serve as like a... a like, use Kyle's and her brain connection to fucking project Kyle's voice out of her mouth. That's what I- that would be- That would ugh. be pretty fucking sick. That would be funny. That would actually be epic. I'd love that. That would be a hell of a thing to establish, though. Uh, so, that's that. Uh, plan failed, or did it? Or did it. Yeah, Carol is like, no visitors for Amanda, but tell Kyle I said, nice try, slam. Steven is back from his uh, unpaid teaching gig, and he talks about he loves academia, he says he loves nerds, he loves the flow of ideas that he loves, and he hates corporate culture, and he hates uh, when his boss tells him- He doesn't say any of this him, right now, he says this later in a different scene. Hmm? He says all that to Nicole later. He doesn't say any of that right now. Ah, yes, you're right, I skipped he just He just tells Josh, like, hey, it was good. Uh, and Josh is like, that's great, Dad. Hey- can I put that projector away for for you? And then Steven is like, oh, that's nice of you. And he hands it to Josh and Josh waits till Steven leaves. And then he sneaks upstairs with it. And I don't know why that was a secret part of the plan, considering that he was only going to put it 
back in Kyle's room, but whatever. Anyway, uh, Kyle is Kyle's back. Room. He's back on. He's back on. Like let's he's on do burglary. burglary. Yeah, he's on Burglar Buddy again, and he's like looking at the publicly accessible power grid to know how the literally how Lori is like. What is this map? And he's like, it's a map of the neighborhood power grid. Every transformer, every power line, every security panel. Like, are you fucking kidding me? What? <laughs> uh. Then Jesse, uh, Jesse she knocks on the window ba- again. Funny, funny Jesse is back at the, yeah, funny Jesse is back and she's like, I'm here at the window. And Kyle says, no, use the front door. And then she says, oh, cool. By the way, uh, the password is one, two, one, five, four. Uh, got it. Uh, and then Lori says, go away, funny Jesse. And then she closes the window in her face. I don't really know why Jesse had to be involved anyway, if Kyle could have done that exact thing. Well, you know why. It's because of plot later, later plot things. Oh, right. right. So, yeah. Uh, Lori slams the window shut on Jesse, funny Jesse, who goes to the... Fr- uh, sorry. Lori is like, okay, I'll go do my part. She goes to the front door to leave, but she opens the front door, and who is standing there? It's funny Jesse's back. It's funny Jesse. She's here. She's so funny. And then she... Uh, she explains uh, that she's she's different. She changed. It was a programming that made her attack her. Yeah, Lori. she just kind of vaguely says, like, that wasn't me. My programming went wrong. I don't know. Uh, Lori's like, okay, well, that was an incredibly Valentine traumatic like- experience for me. And you're just <laughs> telling me, oh, it's not my fault. And Jesse's like, no, I'm just saying, I'm sorry. I want to help. And I'm really trying here. And Lori's like, okay, okay Val- uh, can I'll we, try can we play to. Out a- can we play out a quick scene? You be Jesse. Okay. I'm going to be a uh, famous character, Julian Valentine. All right, Jesse. Now, here's $100. Uh, you're going to steal the file from Kyle's okay. head. Here's $10, mushroom spaghetti. Okay. Here's $20. You like strawberry ice cream and killing Lori Traeger and also I like uh, Avril Lavigne. Wait, yeah. what? What was what? the second one? Huh? No. Oh, I don't know. Let's just forget about that. And that's how That's going to be another $5. Okay. I. Oh, shit. I'm out of money. I'm out of resources. <laughs> I'm out of, that's all the I hope I don't get fired for this blunder. We had $125. Yeah, shit. All, no wonder they wanted to, they, no wonder they thought this would be cheaper than using the chair. <laughs> uh, so, so, uh, what? Oh, yeah. Jesse and Lori are talking about, uh, trauma and, that's uh, Jesse says, Jesse says, my hands are clean of this. Uh, it was all programming. <laughs> this is what Steven says. I love, uh, I love academia and I love when my boss isn't trying to tell me to put Tom Foss in the Gagu machine. Yeah. He says that's really satisfying. Yeah. Nicole is still going through old clothes. You better believe the bikini is here. Uh, She's like, oh, I feel kind of nostalgic for some of this old stuff. And Steven's like, oh, I felt kind of nostalgic being back on the college campus. No corporate crap, just a flow of ideas, no safe spaces, free speech as far as the <laughs> eye can see. Uh, Nicole says, oh, you know, Steven, you haven't talked about teaching in a long time. And Steven's like, well, uh, believe it or not, the head of the computer science department said they had an open position for what, what is the word? Ad- adjunct professor? Sure. I, I I don't know what that means. Whatever. I I'm not. It's involved. A, I think it's the professor. It's the professor who's in charge of the cool cable. Okay. Uh, and uh, he says, but I turned it down. And she says, why? And he says, well, this job that I've got lined up, it's it's senior VP in charge of PP at an elevator company, and it pays really well, and I won't have an evil boss. And my and yeah, and then uh, 
Then we see Lori just throwing rocks at. There is <laughs> well, a there okay. is a there is a, a weird line from Nicole where she's like, "Oh, but Stephen, you could you could be teaching instead of working at some elevator company." And I'm like, "Whatever, people need elevators." <laughs> like, yeah, money is money. Like, I don't like, I don't see why working in an elevator. I mean, on the other hand, though, like, what active software development needs to be done for elevators in the year welcome. twenty? Well, welcome this was 2008. Smart they really elevator. Out yet on second thought, welcome to smart elevator. This elevator will harvest all of your data. Yeah, I'm I'm fucking sure that there's elevators these days that are like IoT elevators that that they like they play ads for you based on your data. Ugh. Please, what a yeah. disgusting concept. Fuck you, Steven. Take the teaching I hate, job, you piece of yeah. shit. <laughs> Be a fucking teacher, you garbage can. And uh, Laurie's throwing hey, rocks Steven, at the I hate window. You. I fucking hate you, Steven. You have a beautiful voice and you're very handsome. Uh, <laughs> and Laurie... you're master chief. <laughs> My dad, Josh has the, do you think that Andy, the only reason Andy wants to date Josh is because his dad is Master Chief? (laughs) Oh my god, oh my god, we figured it out. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Josh, uh, can I, uh, Mr. Mr. Traeger, can you, can you go for me really quick? Traeger, what Mr. Traeger, what are you doing with that bomb? What? What bomb? No, say, say the line, say the line! Uh, so, uh, Lori throws rocks at Amanda's window. Oh, I forgot Master Chief has dialogue, huh? Yeah, he's just, he's, yeah, he's not a silent protagonist. Uh, Weird. Hence the fact that he has a voice actor and it's Steven. I, uh, in my head, it, they just brought in, uh, Bruce Thomas to go, Ugh, uh, uh, No, he says, like, he says, like, finishing the fight. And then he says, like, jerking yeah, off right, Cortana. Right. Cortana, I'm sending my back to the Covenant. I'm gonna come in my suit. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck this arbiter. I'm gonna I'm gonna bust a big fat load. When I I'm gonna have fight. sex with the arbiter. <laughs> I'm gonna suck me off, arbiter. Uh, and I'm gonna circumcise myself with an energy sword. You know, <laughs> getting sucked off by the Sengeli seems like the worst. I mean, they thing. got quite a few mandibles. They got a lot. I don't of know if that's good or bad. I mean, it's full of sharp teeth, and there's four jaws and no lips. There's no buccination going on in that <laughs> mouth. It's buccinator. We learned it's on German. Oh, right. It's the buccinator. Oh, right. It's the no buccinator. We have an we episode titled twice. The Buccinator. <laughs> we did this twice. There's no buccination going on in that particular set of chompers, I'll tell and you that. And you know that. what? I still don't know what it is. <laughs> it's a muscle. But I do know how it's Let's pronounced. See. It's the muscle that lets you purse your lips. Uh, and Sangeli do not have I'm any lips. I'm pursing my lips right now. Oh, buccinating. <laughs> oh, Amy, I'm buccinating oh. right now. <laughs> oh, Amy, I'd love you more if you were a Sangeli. <laughs> <laughs> what is this character? Droopy Mole Man Ricky who wants to fuck the Arbiter? <laughs> yes. So, uh, so... Lori throws some pebbles at Amanda's window, and then Carol sees it, and then closes the blinds, and this is very Oh, wait, I got one more. Mm. I'm Master Chief, and if my suit keeps jacking me <laughs> off, there's gonna be a flood in my suit. <laughs> when, I, when I bust a fat nut in my suit, I grunt. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so... Anyway. So... Amanda's closed the Monmouth closed the blinds. We're uh, and then wait. Did we say what happened there at all? 
Yeah, Amanda. Uh, Amanda's mom closes the blinds. Lori is in, throwing in, rocks throwing at Amanda's rocks window, at, yeah. and then Amanda's mom opens it, and she's like, mm, and she glares at her, and then she pulls the blinds shut, and then Lori goes back, and she says, "Ha ha!" All according to Kick. And then Josh, this is this is Josh goes excellent, and he, he does, does the Mr. fucking Burns. finger tent. He, he literally does, Mr. does a Mister Burns, Burns, Burns impression. It sucked. But also very much a thing that a shitty teen would do, and I did that shit all the fucking time when I was. Jo- I mean, when I, I was. I still his do age. that. And, and then he goes. And then he goes. And then he goes. Look how they massacred my boy. That's all. All things considered, that is not the worst Marge Simpson voice I've heard. Do you know what was really weird is that I felt it come out, and there was like a split second where I was like, "Whoa, whoa!" And then the rest of it came out, and I said, "Oh, but it was. <laughs> it could have been worse." Yeah, it's a hard voice to do it's when you're not, not Julie Kaffner. No, uh, she's she's getting really old. They need to let her go. They need to let her not do that voice anymore. They need to stop doing that show. And they need to stop making The Simpsons before Josh gets too into it. Yeah. Uh, so then, uh, also by the way, when it cuts to Kyle, like saying like Josh, I love The Simpsons, and then it cuts back to Josh, and he's still doing excellent hands. Oh yeah, he's like, he's he's, he's doing he's the finger do- tent for the whole scene. Yeah, he's doing it for the whole scene, and then uh, so uh, Kyle says. Uh, Oh, oh, wait, uh, yeah, wrong Lori says okay. that this is a really fucking convoluted, wild plan, and it makes no sense. Correct. And and then Josh says, uh, I thought you were being optimistic this she, week. He calls her Susie Cynic. And then Lori says, my name is Lori. And then Josh says, I can't think of any words that start with L. Uh, and then, oh, and then Lori, who's m- optimistic, uh... Lori Laconic. Lori Loptimistic says, Kyle, your plan is... Genius, Kyle, and then Josh oh, lacrimose says, is what I was going for. Fuck. And then Lori, Kyle says, "Phase two. And then Josh says, "Okay, Christmas time." And then he says, "Step two of the plan: the only way that we can kill Carol Bloom is with the power of a secular holiday." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, Kyle. Okay, here's what happens. Kyle says, "Phase two. Josh hands him the Christmas lights again. Lori and Josh start having, like, a, a snippy back and forth where they're like, this will work. This won't work. Yes, it will. No, it won't. Kyle's heart starts beating faster and faster. And then all the Christmas lights go. And then Kyle says, well, I guess phase two has been activated. And then we, we go to commercial. We come back. It's that night. Josh tells Kyle, just think, just focus. Just think about Amanda. Think about how much you want to see her. Hold her. Touch her. Make her make out with Jesse. And Lori's like, Josh, that's gross. And he goes, grapefruit. Uh, Kyle says, I need silence for this. And Josh says, okay, fuck you, Lori. Get out. This is man's work. He literally says that. Yeah. He's trying to teach. No, never mind. Lori helpfully is just like, okay, I almost bye. Just said, I don't want to be said, here for this. I almost just said something that I, I, I realized I couldn't take back if I said it. So I'm not going to well, say Well, let's it. just fucking move on then. Kyle yep. says, uh, you know, Lori could have stayed. I just need you guys to be quiet. Josh is like, well, look, I didn't want her to hear me getting mushy. The truth is, I can tell that you're a mess right now, Kyle, and I would be a mess too if I if someone told me that I couldn't see Andy like she did three episodes ago. Do you know and- you know what happened in my brain just now is I, I got a little bit lost in the notes and I uh I missed what you had said. Uh and so I was like, Oh, this must be that scene that we get with Lori and Declan. 
because and I was like, wow, I could I could tell that you were doing a Declan scene because you were doing such a good Declan voice. But no, and then you said if someone said I couldn't see Andy, and I was like, oh, you're just doing a good boyfriend Josh voice. Uh, you did, yeah. yeah. I, I was like, oh, it's Declan. Declan's here. Oh yeah, Lord. So Josh you know says, pull it together, Kyle. You can do this. And then Kyle he closes his eyes and he focuses. And here's what happens, okay? This is the most fucking insane plan that I've ever heard of. One in of my the bulbs life. gets brighter, and then the next bulb, and we watch the glow increase by bulb f- by bulb down the, focusing, down the wire. And by Kyle focusing says, my brain, I can control the flow of electrons down the wire like driving a car down a narrow road. I like that it's like he's like trying to, he's explaining this incredibly. It ridiculous makes no sense. sci-fi we concept. We don't need an explanation. With, I mean, it's it just... it's very much the Futurama Star Trek joke, like like putting too much air in a balloon. <laughs> like, yeah, like no, Kyle. I understand the driving you... a car on a narrow road. That explains literally only the aspect of making them go a direction. <laughs> like you know, like how... that's not the part I don't understand. Uh, so they go through the the Christmas lights, mm-hmm. and then like down into the like tower junction box thing on the wall whatever that's called and then it goes into amanda's like through the house it goes to it goes to like the neighborhood transformer and the power lines and then yeah into amanda's house and then it goes like down the hallway turning on lamps and then like lights and then it goes yeah we watch like the lamp the 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 classic stairway lamp and then it goes. Into I love Amanda's. that Amanda's mom just has like a, an actual linear path of lamps upstairs. Yeah, she needs to. She needs to make sure that every step of the way is perfectly lit. I don't think I have uh, ever seen a stairway landing lamp before. Uh, she doesn't ever want to miss that step in the middle of the night. Yeah, I guess uh, so. And then it goes up into Amanda's room, and then it turns out all the lights. And then Kyle says, "Face three time, baby." And then he goes and he writes up. Here's a this bothered me a little bit, I guess, is that he goes upstairs and then he writes the message on the window. Yeah, I don't know why he, he didn't just write the message in the first place. He he writes a message on the window with a marker, and then he uses projector to project it onto the closed blinds, which Amanda's mom had drawn. I'm not sure if any of this needed to be backwards or reflected or which way he should. Have I think it, it would, but I also couldn't be bothered to figure it out. But I yeah yeah. Uh, Kyle, then, it's, the message says, meet me at the rack, the only place that we can meet, and then he gives her the alarm code. Why would you meet at the rack? <laughs> they live next door! You live next door! It's right there! Why, Why couldn't he have just written the rack? Why You're... couldn't he have just, hey, Sam, Romeo and Juliet, why didn't he just write, open your window? <laughs> well, no, because then he would be talking to her and looking at her, which is against the rules, unless it's the rack. That is... Right, the, yeah, rack like, is, the rack is international waters. Th- what is going to happen now is that Kyle and Amanda are both going to leave their respective houses that are next door from each other at the same time and then both drive to the rack. Also, like, Kyle gets there way before her, even though she gets the message when he sends it. It's a very good point. So I guess, I like I, I guess Amanda episode. was just like, I'll give him a minute. I'm, I'm sure that they're setting something up. <laughs> Nicole's like Kyle. What? What is meet me at the rack alarm code one two one five four? What does that mean? Uh, yeah, I fucking hope he used a dry erase marker and not a sharpie. Uh, so Amanda, Amanda does the worst job of sneaking out I've ever seen. Yeah, a- as we describe all of this, remember that that Amanda's mom 
is actively trying to make sure that she stays in her room. Yeah, she's like, yeah, she just she like leaves her room. Walks beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. Mom, I'm leaving. I'm going out. Goodbye. She walks. She walks downstairs. Whatever. She took off her shoes. Fine. Blah blah blah. She goes to the alarm panel, which, by the way, this has happened before. This exact yeah. nitpick. Yeah. It was yeah. in the fucking episode where Kyle first went to BurglarBuddy.com because it was Kyle yeah. giving Lori the alarm code. When you fucking disable a home security it makes alarm, a noise. it goes, Alarm! Disarm! Stay! Blah, whatever. Carol, your whatever daughter is leaving! Like, it very loudly informs you that the alarm is turning off. You can't sneakily disarm the alarm. Also, she's pushing and it's going... And Amanda's mom is just like, <laughs> she'll never get it. Never figure it out. She's never gonna figure this one out. Accessing one. Oh shit. So fortunately, Accessing two. Fortunately, Carol doesn't hear any of these things. Also, when Amanda opens the door and Josh is standing there and he goes, huh, "You owe me one." Uh, Carol also doesn't hear any of that. Other than sh- and you hear Josh going up the stairs, going grapefruit, 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 grapefruit. <laughs> Here comes uh, a very grapefruit boy. Lori, <laughs> we, we've ruined this. We've ruined this. It sucks. Lori uh, and Declan are setting up a romantic exper- dining experience at the rack. For Yeah, I mean, it's fucking par for the course. Like, you can just go to the rack and be like, hey, we are taking your entire outdoor area to use for our own thing. We are putting I think up it's really decorations. Shitty you will be Lori- okay with this. Lori is operating under the assumption that Amanda is about to break up with Kyle. So why is she? Why is she going through all That's the trouble true. of setting up the no, romantic? No, 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 no. Because earlier, earlier, uh, uh, Lori said like the good news is she she was right, only going right, to tell right. you she was dropping out. She wasn't actually breaking up with you. Uh, Declan and Lori have more uh, Lecklin dialogue where they say lots of things without actually saying yeah, anything. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, this is a su- this is a sweet setup, Traeger. You've really embraced your inner Hallmark card." Lori talks more about, "Oh, I'm not cynical. I'm nice." Yeah, that's uh, it. Lori uh, Lori says, "What are the odds that the person Kyle's going to spend the rest of his life with is the girl next door? I don't want to set him up to get his heart broken." And then she's like. Ah, that felt good. I was finally cynical. It's such it's such a fucking point. It's so boring. I don't care about this yeah. subplot. It sucks. Stephen, I don't care. It's so boring. Stephen goes into the uh, the uh, kitchen. He says, "Honey, have you seen our kids?" Also, God, I fucking love garlic. God, put my I, garlic in I there. love this consistent thing with the Traeger family being that they're fucking obsessed with garlic. Who isn't? Garlic is so good. But, but like, remember when Josh was, like, going to his special boy birthday dinner at Fancy Restaurant, and he's like, it's got lobster, it's got the biggest garlic sticks, or what, what the fuck did he, it was like, I mean, the, that's the garlickiest breadsticks or something. <laughs> it's pretty good. I mean, who wouldn't want that? That's because he's Wario, though. I, I, I know, I know that. I know that we love garlic, but it's just, it's very funny that Josh did that, and now Steven's like, whoa, garlic convention in town. <laughs> love it. So Nicole says, uh, hey, Steven, you said something about Amanda missing a big opportunity. Do you ever feel like you're missing a big opportunity? And he's like, And Steven says, I don't understand what you're talking about. And he says, oh, okay, I understand. And he says, this is when you go, spring cleaning is a time when you go through your past. It's curious, like, what, Nicole, what are you, 
What are yeah, you she says like, doing? oh, I, I haven't worn that famous bikini in, since Josh was born. I want it to be the cool mom, publishing thought-provoking articles in I want psychology it to be the cool journals. Mom, and now all, all my I've kids got drink. to show for it is a bunch of laundry and some insanely aromatic marinara sauce. Pretty cool line. Uh, Stephen then says, actually, uh, honey, that's a Pomodoro sauce. And then she divorces him right on the spot. <laughs> Uh, and he deserves it. And by deserves yeah. it, I mean he deserves better than someone who mixes up marinara and pomodoro. Yeah, absolutely, Stephen. Get a better go. You know, Emily Hollandays, she knows her sauces. I mean, it's in her fucking name. <laughs> she knows her sauces. You can you will you be the mother of my children and the mother of my sauces? <laughs> she says, I know all of the mother sauces of France. I will now name them. And I can't do that because I don't I don't know them. Hollandaise. Bechamel. I, Bechamel. The brown one. The brown renaise. The red one. Bordelais. The black one. Red one. And the blue one and the yellow one. So that's why the Traeger marriage is over. <laughs> because, um, because Nicole keeps <laughs> making the blue sauce for Stephen. <laughs> uh, Nicole says, please go find our kids. And then Stephen says, okay, I'll do my best, but I don't know where they are. We're back at the rack. rack. Funny Jesse is here. She says, teach me how to make the lights turn off. And then Kyle says, I don't want you to turn into a supervillain, so I better not. <laughs> uh yeah kyle mentions like oh i might i might actually not be as free as i thought because amanda might actually not be going back to new york after all and jesse's like oh that's great for you kyle and then kyle's like yeah jesse thank you so much for your help and then kyle walks away and jesse's like oh but i I should probably I should probably ki- I should probably kill a man. <laughs> I should probably stop watching this. Remember, when- <laughs> I, don't, Jordan, I, don't, I don't. I. You know what? We didn't want them to do Gile when we thought that Kyle and Jesse were clones, clones. of Adam Balin. It's Somehow, even worse now. Having gotten to know Jesse, I want that to happen even less than I did when I thought that it would be like a weird kind of clone self incest. Yeah. No. I mean, this is now like predestination. Fucking. Clones gotta date the clone of the person that they were in love with, I guess. Yeah, and I get enough um, of that in today's Christian media. Hey Sam, hey Sam, are you ready to? <laughs> I'm laughing because so, I just remembered. So Amanda's mom, Carol Bloom, villain of the show, walks into the room and a man. <laughs> Jordan, no, it's too funny. <laughs> So Amanda, oh god, should I say the Joker, or should I say, hey, should Amanda, or should I say Amanda (laughs) is in bed and and Carol Bloom is like, Carol Bloom's like, honey, you didn't drink any of your milk. Yeah, we're talking Uh, about child abuse this episode. Fucking Carol Bloom walks in and she's like, honey, your dinner's getting cold. And she puts down a tray and one of the things on the tray is a huge glass of milk. What is it from Taskmaster? Like 40 slices of white bread and a glass of milk? (laughs) Alex Horn's dinner. Is Mike Wozniak's standard dinner? No, it was was Alex Horn's dinner. Yeah, Uh, We just know that Mike Wozniak loves milk. Carol says, look, I know that I'm being an abusive parent right now, but one day you'll understand. And then the camera cuts and we reveal that this is not Amanda, (laughs) this is Josh. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was real, but it was actually Josh. What? (laughs) Uh, 
she then like see she then like sits down and starts like stroking the wig hair which and somehow is, doesn't notice that this is a wig yeah there's no way that you could touch a wig and not realize it's a wig impossible i've never worn a wig but i would also think that they're not necessarily the best for stroking like is it is that like did he glue his wig yeah he he glued it on uh so uh, oh and then uh yeah josh josh's part of this is to be yeah, in amanda's be bed, in bed in a blonde wig and kind of move and shift around so that I, she can tell that there is in fact someone in the bed i think the margin of error or the, i think the, sorry i think the cost of error in this plan is simply too high incredibly high risk pretty low reward yeah like this is this is too much if she had caught if if she had discovered josh traeger in her daughter's bed i think she might have probably killed well now now that i'm thinking about it <laughs> kill two birds with all one right. stone all right josh well, gets murdered go. and carol goes to prison for murder yeah uh so josh uh carol says like i made that noodle casserole you like so much next to your giant glass of milk and josh goes i love milk uh Carol sits down on the bed. She starts stroking the wig and then she leaves and Josh is like, Oh, thank God. Uh, then we go very short moment of Steven is just like, Hey, Nicole, uh, the kids are gone. I, I don't know what that part of the plan was where they just like, didn't do anything about the fact that their parents would inevitably expect yeah, them to be at home. Yeah. Um, like they then- couldn't have even like made up an excuse like, Oh, we're going to the night library. We're going to the rack, honestly. And they'd be like, <laughs> yeah, oh, just, yeah. We're, we're going to the rack. Uh, um, Lori, Lori says something very weird here where she's like, Kyle, this could be the biggest move you bust all night. Cortana. Cortana. This is the biggest move I'm going to bust all night. I like how um, we do that. Vo- is that actually how Master Chief talks? He talks in a very deep, gravelly voice, but I, I, it's, I, I can't do it without... Yeah, I mean, Steven, I mean, yeah, but he, he talks in a very low voice, but Steven doesn't, I, I'm doing Solid Snake and I can't help it. <laughs> <sighs> Cortana, Nicole. honk me off. Um, so then- I'm trying to get a job. <laughs> but I'm dummy, I'm, I'm dummy, and I keep working for free. <laughs> and, I, and I keep working for evil corporations. <laughs> the thwack of my giant cool cable keeps <laughs> the guards i'm so, trying to sneak my cable into this chair lab <laughs> chair lab but the glow so, of my cable keeps alerting the guards i'm still so fucking mad at you i'm still fucking mad at you for saying that cable didn't I, glow in my heart of hearts i was like there's no fucking way in hell that the cable was glowing fucking it was knew, probably just like the ambient glow no, of the computer the screens cable. but no the fucking cable glowed when he plugged it in <laughs> so it's such it's a the cool cable. cable. So Lori is telling Does your Kyle, cable do that? Your fave would my never. Cable, my cable can't even fucking isn't even that big, let alone glowing. Uh, Lori explains how to pull a chair out and prank the shit out of <laughs> prank the shit out of Amanda. Yeah, she's like, like, oh, you got to meet her at the door, compliment her, walk her to the table, offer her a seat, pull out the chair, but don't push it in too much because you'll hit her in the back of the knees and blah blah blah. Uh, she says, "You'll do great, Kyle." And then Amanda walks in. They smile. X Y. Uh, 
Lori leaves. Amanda's like, wow, Kyle, it's beautiful. Where'd you get the idea for the window? And Kyle says, your favorite part of Romeo and Juliet. Act two, scene two, line two. But soft what light through yonder window breaks. Oh, I get it. And she says, wow, my favorite scene. I love that you pay attention to all the little details. Every detail matters, Kyle. Oh, imagine like being like on a date. You're talking about Shakespeare, whatever. People want to talk about Shakespeare, that's fine. But like, oh yeah, I love Shakespeare. Oh, I love Romeo and Juliet. You know what my favorite scene is? The balcony scene. And it's like, uh. <laughs> and not not only the balcony scene, but my favorite line, line. is, but soft what light through yonder window breaks. Specifically yes, that one line. Fuck it. Oh, I love Hamlet. Not uh, like the whole speech. Be, ju- that no, one line. Just that one line. I just, I, <laughs> Kyle. Amanda's very nice. I think you need to date someone a little more interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Kyle, you're so remarkable, and she's so unremarkable. You know what? That's fine. Amanda's nice. It's fine. Amanda's nice. Amanda's nice. You're right. You're right. uh, An under-referenced aspect of Amanda's character, this girl's a freak. The first time she saw (laughs) Kyle... He was pissing his pants and sobbing while she played piano, and he broke into her house. And she's like, "What a nice young man! What a nice young man!" Yeah, she's 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 got a very hyper boring normal exterior that underneath lies the heart of a true freak, someone who <laughs> who <laughs> yeah, just a real fucking weirdo. I fucking hate Amanda. <laughs> Amanda. Amanda probably fucking saves her toenails in a jar. Ugh. Uh, okay, no more of that. Amanda's fine. Uh, so, yeah, she says, thank you for remembering my favorite line from my favorite play, my favorite written text. Uh, Jordan, I can't. Uh Jordan, I can't. Uh, What? The next thing. I can't do this. (laughs) We made it 33 minutes into the episode of Kyle XY. What's up, motherfucker? I'm Hillary and I'm fabulous. It's not She shows up. It's not true. Oh my god. She throws up with two fucking cloches. Cloche? 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 I don't know. I'm not fucking French. Are you referring to a fancy food tray with a fancy dome domed lid. lid to keep it warm and be? A, and she says, uh, and glazed? she wheels them in on her fucking carta. Glazed Cornish hens on a bed of sautéed greens with sweet potato souffle and asparagus with shaved romano and pancetta. Jordan, I was, I thought I was sure, I was sure that this was a fucking funny haha joke. And then she like lifts up the lid and it's like, no. oh, it's a sandwich from the rack that has like a bag of name brand sour candies next to it. Haha. She fucking lifts up these lids from the cute. And it's a secret, but I'm a huge fan of Top Chef, and that translates to ex- an exceptional cooking ability. I am a big fan of Top Chef. Therefore, when I hear that something is happening, I can have two glazed Cornish game hens on a bed of sautéed greens with sweet potato souffle and asparagus with shaved romano and pancetta ready at the fucking drop of a hat. Can I, with can my I repeat a conversation that we had? Can I repeat a conversation that we had before the episode where I said to you, I said, "Oh yeah," and you said, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." No, I said, um, "Hillary is a chef that's way more interesting than her fucking fabulous vlogger bullshit." And then I said, "Wait, why am I asking for a plot, uh, a plot about Hillary?" Like, a and sl- I said, 
I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I think it would be great if Hillary moved to Italy for the rest of the show. And I'm going to Italian cooking school. I'm never coming back. Here's a little joke for Roy. What if uh, Hillary wheels out the cart and she says, number one, Burger King foot lettuce. Oh, there you go. Getting that chills, chills going on. Just a little joke for our friend Roy. So uh, now we're we're inside of I, the uh, rack. Where did she get the cart? <laughs> How did I, she? What? That I doesn't make live, any sense. Also, I can explain. Hi, I'm back on the podcast. I'm sorry for lying to you. Ask me again where I got the cart. Where'd you get the cart? Well, one thing you gotta know is that I'm Hillary and i'm fabulous i also don't understand that they're like because kyle's like oh we just ordered a couple sandwiches i didn't order any of this and she's like yeah you call that romance and then and then kyle's like wait did you make this and she's like don't tell anyone but i'm a huge fan of top chef but I, but seriously, keep but it I to also, yourself because I have a reputation to uphold. Like what? what like what? Being like a fucking gourmet chef is gonna make people hate you? Yeah, who's gonna be like, hey, you know that? <laughs> hey, you, you know, know Hillary? That, that girl weird, sure can cook. What a fucking weird weirdo. mean girl, Hillary. Well, it turns out she's an incredible chef. Wow, I hate her. It's not like being good at cooking opens lots of doors <laughs> for you. I'm gonna what be honest, Hillary. World? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. But also, what the fuck? This is also way wouldn't more... that be like part of your persona? Is like I'm fabulous. Look at this amazing this meal amazing that food. I cooked. Yeah, my boyfriend Vampiro got me that cart. Uh, Laurie and Declan are having more talks about. Oh, what? You're cynical. I'm you gotta be careful no though. When you when cynical. you let Vampiro go to first base, you gotta say no tongue, no teeth. <laughs> Uh, are you cynical? Why? Oh, cynical, but the homework assignment, and then Declan says, nobody is gonna do that assignment, and then Laurie says, well, I don't like being cynic, and this Declan scene says, is so fucking maybe, nothing. maybe you are the cynic, and that's just I who you are. I don't want to be cynical. Well, maybe you are, and Laurie says, oh, okay. You know, maybe, maybe Amanda and Kyle really are meant for each other. Have you seen any people as meant for each other as they are? And Declan's like, not since we broke up. And Lori's like, <laughs> not huh? Since and he's like, nothing. Uh, and then, and then we see Jesse not so funny, and she's frowning, and she's putting on her brass knuckles because she's ready to oh fucking throw God. down. Oh my God, she ships Gile. I'm so fucking not on board with this Kyle, shit. Kyle is like, so what was the we need to talk about? And she says, wait, did you think I was going to break up with you? And then Kyle says, but, uh, well, I don't like to make assumptions, but then everyone around me said that you were going to break up with me. And then she says, oh, Kyle, um, yeah, I am breaking up with you because I still haven't forgotten about the time you showed Jesse your belly button. <laughs> okay, this pisses me off so much, okay? Because Amanda is like, Kyle, did you think that my feelings for you had changed? And Kyle says, no, but everyone around me has been making all these assumptions about what you're feeling, what you're thinking, what you're going through, what you meant, etc. But nobody actually asked you how you feel. And Amanda's like, Kyle, that's exactly why my feelings for you aren't going to change, because you're such a sweet guy. And then... At no point in the episode do we find out what Amanda is feeling or thinking about anything. Yeah, she never actually says what she wanted to talk about. We we but... never find out why she's dropping out of the school that she says she loves. Like, I mean, I, I assume it's like a little bit to spite her mom, but mostly just she misses Kyle. But 
I don't even know if I buy that because she's like, yeah, it's amazing. Everyone is so talented and inspiring and I'm having such a great time, but I'm dropping out. So I, is it entirely despite her mom? Like, you know, we've, we've touched on it before. This show has a fucking Amanda problem. Yeah. Like, um, they, I mean, they, if I they're have to, so if you, like well, deeply invested in Amanda being like the perfect, like sweetheart that they just turn her into this, like, weird, docile, like, incre- She's so passive. She's so yeah. passive. Well, she does do one thing, which is she gets up and, and give Kyle big old smoocheroo, and then- Yeah, it's a very uncomfortable-looking kiss, because they're sitting they're at this tiny table, the and table. they're, like, half-squatting to stand up from their chairs to kiss. Uh, <laughs> oh, and then there's, there's, a-, there's a, a very romantic moment, because they're kissing, and then Amanda goes, Huh. I didn't notice that the lights out here twinkled. And then Kyle says, only for you. And then all the girls across America swoon as they imagine Josh saying that to Andy. Or to them, realistically. God. Well, he is smexy. One thing I didn't know. Uh, Carol Bloom is here. Carol Bloom is here. Uh, And she starts waterboarding everyone. She is like, Um, I am so disappointed in you, Amanda. We're leaving right now because this is a TV show. I've booked a flight for you back to New York that leaves in two hours. It is a nighttime flight from California to New York. So I assume that you will be getting there at four o'clock in the morning. Uh, Kyle is like, Mrs. Bloom, you need to talk to Amanda. You need to actually listen to her for once. And then Carol's like, Kyle, you have no say in this. And Amanda says, well, I do, and I'm not happy there. Don't you care about that? And, and Carol says, of course I care. But I also care about scholarships and opportunities and your future. You're my meal ticket, Amanda. And Amanda says, if you really cared about my future, you wouldn't have sold my fucking piano. I mean, finally, basically the bare minimum. Thank uh, God someone's finally Amanda, fucking saying yeah, from, it. From Amanda, from Amanda it's like, like, a, we, like, we spent like, I don't know how many episodes. It feels like probably at least like five or six episodes of this season being like, oh, Carol is nice now. No. Nope. Nope. Uh-uh. Uh, then even when, even when she sold the piano, Amanda's like, oh, well, we got to cut back. Well, what are you going to do? Downsize the fucking house. How about that? How about yeah, that? I live shit? in a big ass. Live you live in a, in a giant house. house. <laughs> it's like uh, pianos, five dollars. Food, twenty dollars. Lamps, three hundred dollars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh God! So then uh, Amanda is like, "Mom, I- I'm sorry." And Carol's just like, "Get in the car right now." And Amanda's like, "I'm sorry, Kyle. I have to go." And then Amanda leaves, and uh, Carol's like. I hope you're satisfied, Kyle. Kyle should, I think Kyle should kill Carol Bloom. She's so horrible. Like, I hope you're satisfied. If it weren't for you, my daughter would have let me get away with the incredibly mean, terrible thing that I did. Like, like what, what did, I hope you're satisfied. You made my daughter realize that everyone around her cares more about her than her own mother does. Like, yeah. What an awful, awful woman. Speaking of awful people doing awful things, as uh, as Carol leaves, she stops by Jesse and says, "Thanks for letting me know that Amanda was here." Fucking treacherous, Jesse. Criminal. Funny Jesse never existed. No, funny Jesse is canceled. Holy uh, shit! Remember fuck last off, episode? Jesse. That's 
Like, remember last episode when you said the only... What an unlikable fucking character. Remember last episode when you said the only solution to Jesse is that they should kill her? Yeah, I did say that. Yeah, they should kill her. I'm I'm back on board with that. They should kill Jesse, they should kill kill her. Carol. They should kill Carol. Maybe Foss could help out. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... And then Jesse stares at Kyle, and she goes, Fossy needy dwinky. Fossy needy dwinky. Uh, back at, yeah, we're at Traeger, you, and Stephen and Nicole are laying down the law. Finally, about damn time. These kids need to be set straight. Nicole says, two I, weeks, no, no anything, no phones, no cell phones, This is no so fucking maddening, because Stephen's like, Kyle, we specifically told you not to get involved. And Kyle's like, Look, I'm I'm not sorry I broke the rules to help Amanda. Like, it needed to be done. It was the right thing to do, and I needed to support her. And Steven's like, well, Kyle, that's good intentions, but you're still grounded, all three of you. Two weeks. Everything's off limits except schoolwork and home. No phones, no computer. Oh, wait, sorry. You can still have your computers for the, the scene where you have your computer. Uh, and Kyle's like, but what if Tom Foss calls? And she says, he won't, but I'll let you know if he does. <laughs> He's dead. Uh, Steven says, go to your rooms. And then the second they're gone, Steven and Nicole are like, that's pretty fucking cool that he did that, right? Yeah. Traegers are, uh, these parents are, uh, I feel like. I don't, they, why? They what? don't, they why? don't ever punish their kids when they do things that really weren't being punished. And then they always do punish their kids when they, and then like, oh, why? When Kyle, Steven, like, Nicole, for why? Why? Like, you what, believe, what lesson you are you teaching them? You don't believe in your what you're you're telling them right now, like like whatever. Even, like they don't even do the the like generic like fucking uh, two two weeks. But because you you know what because you did you, what you, you did the you right did the thing, right thing so and you you stood I'm up to authority for a good reason. You, so I'm Lori. I'm giving grounded you a bottle for of one wine. day or something like that. Like I don't I don't. Like, literally, earlier this episode, Nicole's like, I wish I was the cool mom writing cool papers about adolescent morality. And now she's fucking grounding them for For doing doing something that she is glad they did. Like, what is the lesson you're trying to teach here, Nicole? Uh, sometimes you gotta be the bad Literally, literally, Steven is like, are you glad that they did it? And Nicole's Nicole, like the second they're out of earshot, out, out of earshot. Nicole's like, "Yeah, obviously, aren't you?" And Steven's like, "Hell yeah! Some rules are made to be broken." Meanwhile, fucking Josh is just like, huh, "I hate women, and I hate gay. People, I hate women, and I hate I, gay people, and I hate. Uh, I love ableist slurs." And and Steven's just like, <laughs> "Boys will be boys." Oh, you. Oh, Josh. Here, it's have some so money. Fucking frustrating. It's really, really annoying. I really don't like it. Yeah. <sighs> so like the Nicole, triggers are bad. Uh, and then he says, says well, "I've decided. I've you. You should take that job at lit- you." Uh, the lead. The fucking lead into this is like maybe we should break some rules too. By I don't want to get stuck in a complacent I wanna break suburban the, existence. I want to break. I want to break the rules by becoming a college professor. Woo. I, let's go fucking crazy. I, I love that that they're like, how are we going to make ends meet with you as a college professor and me as a professional as a- psychiatrist? <laughs> how can we make it work in a big city? I oh. like. I don't know how much Stephen was making before. A lot. They're going to be president. fucking fine. 
People have raised a family of three on infinitely less. Shut up. No fucking sympathy. I don't care. I don't care about this storyline. I mean, I'm glad that Steven is pursuing a career that he finds uh, fulfilling. I know. I that's just, it's just what for him. it was so not necessary the money, to make the it money about problems. money. Yeah, the money doesn't like matter. it. Can, it can literally just be like, oh well, this is what I'm comfortable with. Like, yeah. I don't know if this is a good point in my life to shake things up like this. And then yeah. Nicole's oh, like, I don't know. no, Steven, I'm wearing the bikini. It's never too late. <laughs> also, the fact that the fact that Nicole was like looking at her papers and she's like. I I don't like the the person I've become. I want to be cool. Steven, you're going to take a cool job and I'm going to wear a <laughs> bikini because I'm the woman. <laughs> you like, take is the Nicole cool job not going to yeah. go back into, like, research? Yeah, I don't fucking know. Like, she's not going to get a job as a professor? Kyle's in his super special tub and he, oh my God. he brings back the theme of spring cleaning from this episode. Uh, and he says something about spring cleaning, which isn't true. Which he yeah, says it, it's it's really they're trying so hard to make the because I don't know does every I think every episode has ended with Kyle like breaking down the theme and not the moral. every episode not sometimes every episode, the episode okay. sometimes the episode ends with a leap of faith but oh yeah but yeah Kyle's like oh sorry spring cleaning it's not just about getting rid of clutter but also about taking stock of who you are and how others see you and I'm like oh is that the theme of the episode. <laughs> See, I, then we see Lori, like, writing her essay. Because I thought the theme uh, of the episode was child was, abuse. Yeah. <laughs> we see, I mean, I can only see that Lori's gonna write an essay about how fucking cynical she is. I thought is. the theme of the episode was co- Pacabus canon in D, like always. <laughs> but, uh, Kyle then says, you can redefine yourself and change your expectations. And then Josh, oh, this song, this may be bad. Josh is, because, like, Josh is Mr. Academic Boy because he's a doctor now and he loves to help cure cancer. It's really funny and he's that, like, that he, last episode, Josh was like, I'm going to commit to becoming a doctor. And the first thing that we see him Romeo buckling down on is Romeo and Juliet. So he's, like, reading Romeo and Juliet and you see him go, uh? And then he opens a dictionary and he goes, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and then Country he has matters. A, now, what does that mean? And then he has, a, <laughs> he looks it up and he has a breakthrough. <laughs> I also love that, uh, Lori sits down to write her essay about herself and about we see her cheese. type out who I really am, really am. by Lori Traeger. And that's all we see. <laughs> yeah. You don't see like we who she really we is. We don't learn a goddamn thing about no. Lori or, or how no, she feels I, about that's herself why or who she wants she, to be or who she is. She, that's oh why I think God. she's gonna write about her like twisted, morally dark sensibilities. Uh, oh then God. Kyle uh, says that uh, he says you. It's never too late to wear a sexy bikini. Yeah, and then we see Nicole is like, "Look, I'm wearing a bikini. Let's fuck." Uh, this and was the point f- of my notes where I was like, "There's no fucking way in hell we're mentioning that bikini." So good, good job to you for yeah, bringing we mentioned it up because it I was lot. sure that it would never come up until now. And then Kyle says. Uh, it's about becoming who you want to be. And then we see uh, Brian Taylor sitting in the dark of his room as he watches the no, woman. No, 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 it's, uh, it's, Jesse, it's Jesse's room. She right. climbs in through the window to get into bed. And Brian Taylor is just sitting in an armchair in absolute darkness. And then he turns the light on and he's like, sorry, Kyle turned the lights in. out in here. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, she's like, I was just uh, stargazing. And he's like, hmm, 
Yeah, in Stargazing every night this week, Fat fucking chance. We live in fucking Seattle. Shut the fuck up. You can't stargaze. There's no fucking light pollution and clouds. God, I wish I could fucking stargaze. It's what I'm saying. Like, that's all. Oh, really? In Seattle? Uh, I'll fucking tell you what, though. I've never experienced light pollution like I did living uh, near Phoenix. God, it's it's truly horrendous over here. The sky is just... a grayish orange at all times of night it really is um then she's like yeah i've been sneaking out and then he says what and then she says i'm being testing my abilities i'm killing people i'm throwing knives at trees yeah she says i want to get stronger i want to get faster but i do it at night so no one could see me because people would really raise their eyebrows at someone working out uh brian (laughs) says uh well jesse i thought it would take longer for you to get comfortable living here before we're ready and she says huh and he says I got big plans for you, Jesse, and I need you to be strong and as smart as you Dude, can what possibly the fuck, be. What the, what the Get fuck some is sleep. His... We'll talk about it in the morning. And then Jesse says, "Woohoo!" And she jumps into bed with her goddamn shoes on. Yeah, she sure does. She she says, it's okay. She's uh, a clone. She doesn't understand. Yeah, and then she, and then this kind of kind of made me go hmm because uh, then she's like, "Oh, something's under my pillow," and it's it's she could be you. The record. The very same D4. record. It's got the D4. She pulls out the picture of Adam and Cobb Salad Cherry Cola to compare the handwriting, and it's the same handwriting. You know, it's kind of, we're kind of, you know, we always joke about every detail matters, but then we're, we always, like, miss the details that, that do matter of, like, we were like, yeah, it's really weird that the record was missing. I don't know why they had the whole mystery set up if they were, the record was going to be missing, and then, and it never got brought up again in the episode, and then it came up later, and we sounded kind of dumb because we didn't think it was going to come up I again. S- I still don't see any reason that it wouldn't have been there. Well, I mean, I guess the implication is that Brian Taylor took it potentially to keep people from from finding out of Balin, but or maybe for some other reason. No, because that had nothing to do with anything. Well, it was the code to the safe house. Remember, it was the code to the secret room, which actually, ooh, maybe that implies that Brian Taylor followed. He already found the Latnock safe house and found Adam Balin. I mean, he's he had a member of Latnock, right? I just, I, I, st- I, well, the, it might, no, it might make maybe sense, he's I saying, just, as of right now, I really don't know what the point maybe, of that is. What I'm saying is maybe he took the record to, like, keep Kyle from, fi- trying to keep Kyle from finding. Yeah, as long as Kyle and... doesn't have a phone. <laughs> it was the only part of the scavenger hunt that could have been sabotaged unless he you think, killed You know what, man. he was, he w- if, if he had been a little bit more timely, we, <laughs> we would have seen fucking Kyle and Jesse, like, leave, they get in their car Right as that old man gets assassinated through the window. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, Kyle... There's no, then, you're not gonna tell them the name of that song! <laughs> ah, shit, they're already left. Kyle sits down at his computer that he's allowed to use, and he starts writing a, I'm so sorry, email from <laughs> They Amanda. forgot to take away his computer. Oh, well. And then he... A message. Listen up, Kyle. It's an anonymous it message that just says, listen. Listen, it is And I, Kyle Latinoc. says, who is this? And then his whole screen changes to the Latnock symbol. Trust the plan, Kyle. I got a little jump scared by that, to be perfectly honest. It's kind of cool, yeah. actually. I thought uh, it was kind of And then rad. there's a knock on his window. <gasps> And he opens the blinds. And it's Amanda. I and thought he was going to get murdered. But and she Amanda. says, I ran. And then she says. And then Amanda uh, says, Latnock says there are guards, bitch. <laughs> and she says, a storm is upon us. Latnock is out there. <laughs> um, trust the plan. And uh, she's. Kyle Kyle says, oh, did your mom change your change her mind? And Amanda says, no, I just nope. pretended to get on the plane. And then I just came home. I need but not actually hide. home. I yeah. need a place to hide. And I thought nowhere better than next door. She's like, where, where, <laughs> where is this going to go? What the fuck? 
Uh, Somewhere probably yes. very good that will work out very well. Kyle Amanda's lets her gonna in. go live in Amanda's gonna go live in this fucking Zizix bombed out. Oh my god. <laughs> Kyle lets her in, he closes the blinds, and that's the end of the episode. Here's what would be epic if Foss was still in town and Amanda could go live with Foss and he would train her to be like a cool <laughs> You hungry? All I have is chicken nuggets. <laughs> you hungry? All I have is yesterday's chicken nuggets. <laughs> uh, you can eat my chicken nugget leavings. Well, you know, the episode was mainly just it was I don't think the episode was bad. I just think the episode made me mad. It made me Not very mad. mad. I got really mad at Steven and Nicole, which I hate. Uh, yeah, I don't like to be mad at them. Like, I don't mind if Amanda's mom is horrible, but I do mind if Steven and Nicole go out of their way to support her and to punish their own kids for not agreeing with her and respecting her right to abuse Amanda. I like Kyle having electricity powers. I, I like Kyle, Kyle having electricity um, powers. Nicole, your yeah. paper about... Your paper about Adolescent morals. morality. Like, did you forget? Did you forget the spring clean? Oh, I saw a bikini. Like, I, I, I just want to wear a bikini. Uh, anyway, I don't think we need to, I think we can really expedite the process of, of shit Traeger, because I think we both know that it's, it's Carol Bloom. Uh, who's in charge of Star Traeger this week? I'm in charge of Star Traeger this week. Um, you know, we have a very strict rule, okay? We go Mm -hmm. episode by episode. Yeah. If, if someone we like does something bad in an episode, they can, they are absolutely eligible for, for shit Traeger. Yeah. And by the same token, uh... Hillary did a really great job. Oh, this yeah, she week. really, really made a delicious meal. Hillary went above and beyond. Star Baker, uh, yeah, I mean, she made the 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 she made a delicious the, uh, glazed Cornish game hens with a with a sweet potato souffle. That sounds uh, fantastic, really delicious. I was gonna say fabulous, and then I remembered, fl- and I was like, yeah, oh, her flavors though, absolutely beautiful, delicious, stunning. delicious, and for free. That was that was really nice of her. She did it for free. That was really un- got a nice to friend. <laughs> I really wish that she'd be less embarrassed about you know. Uh, you can bet there's nothing but net when I am in the zone and on the roll. <laughs> Do you think that Hillary went home and she wrote her Who I Really Am inside paper and it was like, I'm I hate cook. cooking. I will never do cooking. <laughs> is this going to come up again? I, I, like, is this going to come up again? Or is I this got some trivia a, a for little... you, Jordan. Uh, yeah. These are certified interesting. Pe- one of one person found this interesting. Well, I'll tell you, one of two hosts probably found this interesting. Josh is reading Romeo and Juliet during the episode. And? Well, no. So that's that no, trivia the, note. No, 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 Sam. I'm not going to let you waste my time like this. Every yes, human being has an average of seconds on Earth, and I am wasting mine by listening to you. Did you say uh, every week we have an average? No, of how I said many every human being. I said every human being has oh, an okay. average of. Sam. Well, I've got. I've got. You're not going to tell me. No, you're not going to tell me that that someone said trivia. The book that Josh is reading is Romeo and Juliet. There's more to that. No, it says Josh is reading Romeo and Juliet during the episode. Oh One person god. found that interesting. Oh my god! Oh I've my got god! This, no, no, no. This, here, this. Okay, that one was kind of a stinker. Okay, this okay, one. Okay, One of okay, one person well, found this all right, interesting. All right, all right. The plot synopsis is based off of William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. That's not though. It's not. It just really isn't. Here, I got all. one more. I got one more. Okay. Nobody found this one interesting. Okay. 
if I can guarantee it. This is zero of one. One person uh-huh. said, fuck this. You know yeah. what? I thought it was great that Josh was reading Romeo and Juliet, but this shit sucks. Yeah. Well, just just tell me. When Amanda is sitting on her bed listening to her iPod, she is listening to Dance of the Nights from Sergei Prokofiev's Ballet Romeo and Juliet Ballet Act 1, Scene 2, Number 13. I mean, the songs, I mean, I like that. I mean, like, I like that song. It's pretty good. I, kinda like I have a horns. goof for you. Very, yeah. yeah. While Kyle is preparing for his date with Amanda, he's not wearing any shoes. When Uh-oh. he lets Jesse in through the window, he is. During the next part of the scene, Kyle puts on shoes. He put on a pair of shoes over his shoes. I don't think that's <laughs> He's a remarkable boy. He can fucking do what he wants, he okay? Do he wants, okay? It's his signature layered look, okay? Get off his back. Let's, Get off his let's feet. Go to, let's go to the Twitter, shall we? Okay. We have a Twitter at Potting Bros. You can find it on Twitter. And you can look out for a post that Sam makes every week asking for your questions. Here's our questions. First, uh, starting with friend of the show, Morg, at Haunting the Morg on Twitter, who says, I can only think of the song Great Expectations by Gaslight Anthem, so uh, why does everyone think Romeo and Juliet is romance? If you were forced to read a Shakespeare play in a day at gunpoint, which one would you want it to be? I don't have Kylex my questions right now, sorry. Uh, What's yeah, the shortest one? Yeah, uh, I haven't read, you know... Like, I don't, like, I like Shakespeare. I think it's interesting. I don't really go out of my way to read it. I also, uh, my, my opinion is that, uh, Shakespeare is just, just much more enjoyable. I think we need to have, they're not books. They're They're not books. I think we need to stop having people read Shakespeare because they're not meant to be read. They're meant to be performed. And it really, I I, I don't, they're not books. They're plays. So if you said, which Shakespeare play would you want to watch? I'd say, oh, I don't know, like Macbeth, maybe. That sounds like kind of fun. The witches and and Lady Macbeth and the murder. That sounds like a cool play. I'd like Go to see, see Much that. Ado About Nothing. That's a real fucking corker. Yeah. You know, uh, and then, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, also, yeah, Romeo and Juliet, uh, when people say it's a romance, it, I mean, not. It doesn't, whatever. it sucks. It doesn't slap. It's not as yes, yeah, but I do like when a, Tybalt or whoever it is gets really, really mad. When uh, I like when uh, Mercutio puts like a wet rag on his face, or something. <laughs> Remember that? And he goes, "Oh, look at me! I'm Mercutio. I got a wet rag on my face. What do you think of yeah, that?" I think that was. I think that was in like. But the that's fucking... the fucking slapstick comedy that you don't get off the page. People no, don't fucking understand that Shakespeare. All he did was talk about dicks. And, and he, he made people cocks. run around with fucking wet washcloths on their face with their dicks fucking, out. Yeah, with the <laughs> I think you're mixing up the 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 theater. I think you're thinking of uh, Hogs on Stage, a uh, wonderful play by uh, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy, you've done it again. So here's a question from uh, at Bigger Challenge friend of the show Dan, uh, who says, "How did you half-ass your essays in high school?" And the answer is, I I, I didn't do them. Yeah, I, I mean, I already talked about this. If there was an essay that I didn't agree with, I would just <laughs> express either, that, and that I would either, be my essay, was how mad I was, is that I would just post about my anger. I either put my heart and soul into it, or I didn't. You know, I don't know, have I talked about this on a podcast before? I I cannot remember what this book was. If anyone knows this, let me know. It was It wasn't Lord of the Flies, but it was like the same kind of vibe where it was like, it's like a post-apocalypse where all the adults died. I don't know. I'm sure there's a fucking thousand yeah. of those stories. Uh, we had to write a paper. Uh, this was in fifth grade. We had to write a paper that was like, would it be good if the adults were gone? What do you think based on this book about how that would be bad? 
And the only thing that I remember from from writing this was that there was a part where I went, oh, that wouldn't be very good, would it? Would it? Yeah. <laughs> pretty funny. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, here's one from at Dragon Smooch, your friend of the show and number one Edelgard Sand on Twitter, who says, have you ever seen good old Billy's plays put on by a professional company? How was it? Got any Shakespeare hot takes? I haven't. I've kind of wanted to. I've never though. seen a Shakespeare play. I, I've seen the fucking... Boz Lerman, Romeo plus Juliet, oh, which fucking boils my blood. It's the worst movie I've ever it. seen. It really is the worst movie I've ever seen. It's the seen. worst thing I've ever seen. It's so bad. I we watched that in English class and it fucking I'm so me. glad you hate it as much as I do. I know people who love that movie. I know. I, I, I know that too, and I don't usually judge people for like the things they like, but when people say like, oh my god, I fucking love that movie, it's so good. I'm it like, makes me what? sick to my stomach to think it about that really, movie. It really it really like baffles me that people like that movie and I don't understand why and I'm really sorry. Like I, I'm really sorry if that's a movie you enjoy. I just thought it was trash. And I'm, it's not even a thing that it's like, oh, you gotta do it in fucking Fair Verona in the 1500s in fucking Vampire Times. That's not it. That's not it. But it just it's sucks. It's just a very bad movie, and I hate it. It's agony uh, I to guess, watch. I guess that's our Shakespeare hot take, because a lot of people fucking love that movie. The fucking part when Lord Montague is like, get me my longsword, and then it fucking smash cuts to a shotgun with the word longsword written on it, and it's like, oh, come on. Uh, here's oh, one from, from Anti-Tractionist, friend of the show, uh, who says, uh, if you read any Shakespeare plays in school, which was your favorite? Which one do you think would be Kyle's favorite? Uh, what's, Sam, do you have a favorite Shakespeare play? Um, I actually didn't read many of them. We read Romeo and Juliet, obviously. Mm-hmm. We read Macbeth, and we read Much Ado About Nothing. I I would say probably my favorite is Macbeth. I've read a bunch of them, actually. I read... Let's see, which ones did I read? I did, uh... I've read Midsummer Night's Dream. That one's my favorite, because uh, I think that the the play within a play at the end of that is 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 quite funny. Mm. Like I think the I think it's actually quite a uh, fun uh, play. Uh, and then we read Romeo and Juliet because everyone fucking reads Romeo and Juliet. We did mm-hmm. Othello. We did uh, we did Julius Caesar. That one's pretty good. Mm. Uh, we did uh, we've read Much Ado About Nothing, and I think we read one other one, but I can't remember what it was. Uh, but, What's the one where yeah. there's a guy who like turns into a donkey? That's a bit Summer Night's Dream. Okay, and it's funny because his name is Bottom. Like, a, like, a, <laughs> like a yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I like but, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the thing is, is that I like that one. And then, hey, folks, have you ever seen uh, Akira Kurosawa's Throne of Blood? Because that's a pretty good version of a Shakespeare play. You know, my favorite adaptation of a Shakespeare play mm-hmm. is uh, Super mm-hmm. Monkey Ball Adventure. <laughs> What's that an adaptation of? Romeo and Juliet. Ah. Here's one for last It's the conflict the between Monkitropolis and Congri-La. <sighs> Sounds bad. Here's one from Colin... <laughs> Or at pagetish friend of the show, who says, Josh with the head of an ass, am I right? But for real, who would you pick for the Rosencrantz and Gildredstern are dead adaptation of Kyle XY? Uh, Deekman and so uh, from I, I've never is I've never uh, I don't know much about Rosencrantz and Gildredstern are dead, but it's I think a 
a play, a book, a play. It's a it's a either a play or a book that's like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are like two characters that show up a couple times in uh in Hamlet. And then there's a play that basically focuses around these two like random side characters, and I think it's like very meta or something. I don't. Oh, really so th- know. this premise being, if, what if, if like, we had to see the whole of... show from a side character's perspective? It's like Deekman and Toby or something. <laughs> Toby, Toby. Oh my god, no! You know who I want to see this from his perspective? I want to fucking see the untold story of Tom Foss. I want to know every. See that's second. see that my problem. My problem about that is that once again, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are like they show up like three times, right? Like they Foss is a side. Oh, so Foss he's is too like, important. Yeah, Foss is like uh, I, I've never actually read Hamlet, so I don't know. I can't think of all the characters' names, but Foss is not. He's he's Ramlet. too much of. Yeah, he's he's Ramlet. Um, so like that's why this is like complete side characters. Someone you wouldn't see. This so is the trouble, fine. though, is that there's very few side characters. Very few of them. Oh, you know what? Let's do a whole series about uh, Cyrus and Thatcher. Oh fuck! Cyrus and Thatcher learning everything Are, they know from Tom Foss. Cyrus, it's just called Cyrus and Thatcher are skeletons. <laughs> Cyrus and Thatcher are extremely dead. <laughs> Cyrus and Thatcher are so fucking dead. Uh, hold on. Let's get Rosencrantz. It is a okay. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Uh, our dead is a play. Uh, it's a play, uh, it's a play by Tom Stoppard. Damn it! I was hoping you'd say Foss. Yeah. Any more questions? Some people, some people compare it to Waiting for Godot. Great. Uh, no, nope, that's the last of our questions. Let's do. Let's wrap things up. All right. We are on Twitter at Potting Bros. I am at Posy Stress. Jordan is at Bradipus Rex. We have a Discord server that you can find the link to that on any of our episode posts. We talk about things. We read posts. You post cereal guy meme of Josh saying grapefruit and then that spitting was out funny. your cereal. That was funny. I know. It was funny. Yeah. I'm, I'm advertising the Discord server with it. Oh, okay. We talked about Grease too. We did. What else? You posted That's blue it. urns. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you, can you do yeah. Dro- Droopy Mole Man Foss? Huh? This was your post. Troopy Moleman Foss? Yeah. Wait, hold on. Is this in Joshua? Yeah. Let's see. Troopy Moleman Foss. Oh, oh. (laughs) Oh, Kyle. My family is dead. (laughs) That's him getting hit with the football. That's that's the sound of Mr. Burns drilling through his skull. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) my brain. Oh, poor mole man. Uh, the, Sim- the Simpsons is- <laughs> God, it Simpsons was that was uh was that I don't remember what episode that uh was from. I don't know. That's a good Oh was that uh, was that when Mr. Burns was on his like pain medication or something? And he was like, I'm going to give you a 12... lucky charms. <laughs> He's like, Could you spare twelve dollars for a push broom me bristling? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Uh, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash pottingbros. One dollar gets you a mildly special Discord role marking you as a Beechwood Bison, plus access to all of our bonus content. We have the secret diary of Ashley Jurgens. We read the whole fucking Secret Life spinoff book. It was shit. 
we garbage. have the Grant High School Exchange Program, where we watch different high school teen movies, including Grease 2, which we recently put up on our main feed because we couldn't do an episode last week. But that's a fucking movie. That movie is shit. Do we have any good content? Yes. All that's it's good. It's the Pregnancy Pact fanfic. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Secret Life Pregnancy Pact rewrite fanfic, which was cruelly torn away from us when the writer took it off. I, okay. Yeah, the Pregnancy Pact rewrite is the best thing we've read, but the Pregnancy Pact was really fucking good. Half of the dialogue dialogue was lifted from the show, but it also had... But the stuff ben that wasn't was stuff like Ricky's small but their abs. And, uh, and Ricky and Jack's dressing up like fancy French waiters with, with dish towels over their Ricky arms. Ricky brutally beating the shit out of a nerd, uh, unless he would vote for him and Amy as prom king and queen. And Amy <laughs> sees that and she's like, wow, well, my sweetheart Ricky, that's so romantic. Yeah. Oh my god. Ben, ben, all that ben plus shows more. up. Ben shows up shirtless in the morning, and, and he says, I'm making bacon for my baby mama. God, I might re-listen to those episodes. Those were fucking unreal. Five dollars gets you a pretty special Discord roll marking you as a Beechwood pirate. <laughs> Yarr. Yarr. Uh, it also gets you a shout-out in the podcast, and you can send us a message that we will read in Ben voice ASMR, optional Kyle voice ASMR, mandatory Foss voice ASMR, uh, Josh voice ASMR, legal Steppenwolf voice ASMR, impossible, whatever the fuck you want, we'll do it, God! Remember when we used to say that you can make us say a racial slur? I very, I, I took that rule back immediately. Yeah. For the record. That, that rule was, was only I think in it place was, for three weeks. I th- yeah. It was like, I think we just said, please don't make us say a racial slur. <laughs> and we said that like every episode. <laughs> That's still, that is still our policy. That, 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 that rule still stands. Don't get it don't, twisted. Don't do that. $10 gets you an incredibly special Discord rule, marking you as an honorary Traeger. It lets you listen to the podcast live while we record it, typically at 7 o'clock Pacific time, PM, Wednesday nights for approximately 100 hours. A day. Yep. It also gets you all that other shit. Thank you. Good. <laughs> Thank you to our ten and five dollar subscribers. Destryhawk, HK, Colby, Valerie W, Colin Padgett Arnold, Dan Mike Dawson Silva, Dr. B Dandy, Grass Dragon, Helga K, Stephanie Karen, and Tasty C Sponge. Thank you. Thank you. We got a message, Jordan. Oh fuck yeah. Uh this is from Dan. Oh Dan always leaves the best messages. Uh I think this is yours, right? Because I think I read the one about gamer words. Yes, yes, yes. God, that one was so good. Really fucking funny. This is a request for Steppenwolf voice. This says, if you're serious about Steppenwolf, do Steppenwolf voice. We're fucking serious about it. Let me post this at you. See, this is not my voice to to read, but let me take a look. Do you want me to do it? Let me me try. Because I'm also sick, so my lower range is, is great right now. Oh... Let me just get into character. It's toxic. I'm going to kill That's you. Good. No, you could. You got to do it. I can't do Steppenwolf voice. <laughs> okay, okay. Between Batty, my ex-nephew, the heroes from hell, and General <laughs> Chump fuckery, this has been a cromulent fuck crustable of a day. Steppy needy mommy. <laughs> I'm trying to think about how to make that about Tom Foss. Uh, Fossy needy. Fossy, <laughs> Fossy needy, needy drinky. Fossy needy drinky. 
Flossy needy dwinky. And then drive and kill family. Yeah, and that drinky and drivey. <laughs> Flossy needy dwinky dwivey. Flossy needy drinky drivey. <laughs> uh, Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf would never swear. Imagine Steppenwolf, like, they said shit and fuck it's it. It's toxic. Fuck That's yeah. fucking good. Fuck nice. <laughs> like, Batman said, Batman said, I will fucking kill you. But, fo- like, Steppenwolf would never say, like, shit. <laughs> My dick. Uh, yes, this fucking rocks. <laughs> no, the fucking mother box. Oh, <laughs> uh, shall we wrap this up? Yeah, for a podcast that I'm not on, we sure do talk about Steppenwolf a lot. Hmm, interesting. Hmm, yeah. makes you think. Mm, makes maybe you think. I'm about to watch Batman v Superman tomorrow. Hmm. Oh boy. Maybe Zero to Zero is uh, continuing very soon. Hmm. Oh boy, I'm so fucking excited. I might have to. I might have to watch that. Oh, you really don't. <laughs> I might. I might, you might see if I can force, don't. I might for, see if I can force Gigalithic to watch that one twice too. Oh my god! Don't do that. That's bullying. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking torment them. Oh, you could find us on Apple Podcasts if you want to leave us a review. That that would be super super chill. That'd be pretty fucking nice sick. of you. Super friendly. Yeah, I love of you. it. Love it. Jordan loves that. We're hosted on Noisepace.xyz. Yeah, That's we our are. podcast network that our podcast overlord, Matt, lets us be on. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Matt. We don't thank Matt enough. Thanks, Matt. No, thanks, Matt. Thank you, Matt. You can find all kinds of podcasts there. Yeah, like, like uh, check out uh, Nanoroy's Nightmare and Era. Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Uh, Fear Baiting. The Island Shuffle. LMNOP about elementary. Oh, uh, you can also listen to Special Grade Snacks. I watched the first episode of Jujutsu Kaisen, finally. It's pretty, pretty good. Pretty good so far. Pretty good. All great shows. Lots of great podcasts on noisebase.xyz. Uh, have I... Was one of us in an extra credit since the last episode? The last episode you were on was uh, the Hedonism 2. Oh! Uh, Unless... The first episode of the extra credit oh, uh, yeah. uh, shorts series of us reading a script that Dijon found called Adult Baby. I believe uh, I'm going to be in that, but I need to check when, when, because I think my character doesn't show up until Act 2 or 3. Yeah, Act 1 is up. I play the titular the adult baby Danny. And uh, it's a story about a, a man whose wife is divorcing him because uh, she loves him very much, but she can't deal with the fact that he's an adult baby. Yeah, and you'd never uh, imagine whose side the narrator seems to be on. <laughs> I wonder why a person who wrote Adult Baby the movie might take a side of the character who's an adult baby. It's awful. Dijon's editing is fucking incredible. Yeah, there's like sound effects and shit. It's great. Yeah, so I, I highly recommend checking that out. It's very fun. I already have my I have my character voice picked up for, for John Vanderdoiken. Oh I'm my god, you're John to... Vanderdoiken? Yeah, we need to we have a scene together. I think you're gonna be like my adult baby coach. <laughs> Are we going to record that together or separately? Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. We'll we'll figure it out. Anyway, check that out. That's a fun time. I think Mm -hmm. that's all we got. I think so. Which means there's nothing left to say, but... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kyle X, bye. Kyle X, bye. More more belly buttons. (laughs) Less belly buttons. Less belly buttons. More Kyle X, bye. Oh, oh.